Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. myself there we go sorry about that little mute uh thank you for tuning in everyone we're happy to have you with us here on a a new episode of the sports offensive another busy week at work another busy week at the movies and another busy week in the sporting world do us a huge favor if you don't mind go to facebook and like us go to twitter and follow us you can find us at both under the handle the or excuse me at the SPT offensive. You can also find us on Instagram. We're under the handle the sports offensive with underscores between the words. You can head to our station website at the sports where you can learn about us and our shows. You can listen to current and prior episodes again at the sports offensive.com. You can always catch us live via the blog talk radio player on our site. You can also check us out on demand on blog talk radio, tune in iHeart, stitcher and as an iTunes podcast, please subscribe. We'd like to thank our show supporters, Idiot Cult T-Shirts, Health Guru EK Fit, and the Space Savers at Operation Organize. You can find them and links to their sites on our website, again, thesportsoffensive.com. Love to have callers. If you have any opinions you want to uh, espouse to us, 929-477-3204. Again, 929-477-3204. And you can find that number on our blog talk site, our website, as well as our Facebook page. So again, thank you for joining us. Now, if you were uh, tuning in to listen to our interview with Kayla Nichols, uh, she had a little bit of a medical emergency, and we will hope to have her on next week. Everything looks like she's going to be fine, but uh, just not going to be available for this show. So again, if you were tuning in to listen to our interview with her, we do apologize. That won't be happening this week. Uh, we'll try and get that going next week. What we are going to cover today, which is a, just a ton of stuff going on, uh, the latest news from the NFL, the state of the MLB as spring training is ro- rolling right along. Uh, we also want to review the top 10 fantasy third baseman of this upcoming season, and we may delve into the, uh, into the outfield uh, a little bit if we, have, if we have a little bit of extra time today uh, now that we don't have the interview with Kayla going on. Uh, and also what's very important is we want to kind of check in on the conference tournaments and the NCAA. We're only eight days away from Selection Sunday, and, uh, you know, it's going to be in a very exciting event. We all love the, the NCAA tourney. Remember to get your futures bets in now. It's the only time you can get the decent numbers unless you're betting on Duke. Uh, if you do bet on Duke, you better hope that Zion's playing. If Zion's not playing, then probably should save your money. But you know what? Never count uh, Coach K out. So uh, I want to bring on my co-host, Nate, who just finally got up here. It's been like a uh, – I think it was a uh, – it looks like a nice day out there, but I don't know how traffic is. Yeah, traffic – I mean, it wasn't that bad out there, actually. Um, I don't know if you have a little volume for me there, buddy. I'm not sure what's happening. Mm. But anyway, uh, yeah, beautiful morning in Colorado. looks like it's going to be close to 50 degrees or so today. And uh, no problems on the road. So at least clear for me, man. I'm looking forward to talking some sports today. And uh looks like we got a lot on tap. So And I like the fact that you wore a black, uh, I guess that'd be a cardigan or a pullover. Yep. But uh, but you accented oh. it with the white from uh, from Betty. So uh, that's right. You know, always. Uh, I, I noticed that she, she <laughs> left her left her markings on about a third of my laundry uh, as I uh, as, as, she does. as I watched her. I uh, watched her and Carl last week. So um, <laughs> JP is not here yet. He's on the way. Uh, I think he just got stuck possibly grabbing us breakfast. And uh, we are always willing to trade uh, a few extra minutes 
for a for a tasty morsel as it would be. In fact, this might be the third morning this week I'll have San Diego's burritos, which is probably not helping my trying to win the <laughs> biggest loser contest at work. But coming up from your house on Monday, I stopped by the grocery store on the way, and boom, there they were sitting inside the grocery store. And then on Wednesday, my coworker brought us in burritos, and then today, I believe JP's bringing up some. So if you live in Colorado and you've never had a Santiago's burrito, you are messing with yourself. But make sure you get the breakfast burrito. The the other burrito you don't want to get the just the normal burrito. You want to get the smothered one because then it'll be a, a lot bigger for a lunch burrito. Not that that matters if you don't live here, but just giving you the one up. And until we get In-N-Out Burger, San Diego is pretty much the place to go out here. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the sports offensive tri- – or do you want to read the sports offensive trivia question? Yeah, sure, man. Let's see here. Neither one of us knows the answer. So <laughs> yeah. So Brandon Holtby of the Capitals just became the second fastest to 250 wins, and that's in only 409 starts. Who is the goalie that is number one? And how many games did it take? And and when you say number one, does that mean percentage, or? No, it it says that that guy was the second fastest to 250 wins. Oh, so he's saying who's who was the fastest I to see, get to uh, 250 it. wins? Got it. I only honestly know off the top of my head two goalies, so that severely restricts the answers that I can give. Mm. Um, one of them I think is very plausible. The other one is is certainly could be could be the answer, but. You know, it may be, you know, it could be somebody who's uh, from a long time ago or, or, or a different era. Sure. I so. got a couple, I got a couple guesses. So we'll see, uh, we'll see if we can figure it out for JP when, uh, when the uh, halftime of the show arrives, but uh, good question. So again, if you were tuning in to listen to Kayla Nichols, we are sorry, we do not have her today. We are hoping to have her next week or if, if you know, situations warrant uh, the week after, but we will still get that interview in for you. Uh, follow our Twitter and follow our Facebook pages to get updates on that. So um, I was thinking initially I was going to have us jump into fantasy sports right off the bat uh, after Kayla's interview. I'll kind of leave it open to you guys what you're kind of thinking. Do you want us to do uh, the Kayla or do you want us to want to do fantasy now or do you want to jump into other sports before we do fantasy? I think he's trying to get by you there. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know if any of you have a preference. And uh, No, no preference. JP, do you need me to grab a headset? Okay. So just jumping in real quick to MLB because, I mean, this is the season that's uh, starting off uh, real soon. Uh, what do you got there? Is oh. that is – that, that's our – Yeah, that is okay. the website. The yeah, handle. yeah. Got yeah. it. Oh, it's right there. Okay. And uh, if you want to send that to me, I send out like a link uh, page to everybody. So um, just for the page of blog talk, sometimes that helps a little bit. Uh, so doping has reared its head again and uh, as i'm sure is no surprise to anyone the perpetrator has let us know that he doesn't have any idea how this stuff got into his body has no idea why he tested positive for something i i will contend that i'm sure some folks take some kind of a supplement that is legal and then it breaks down into some other kind of uh chemical or protein or something like that that is detectable as a banned substance and i'm sure that that does happen you would think at this point in time when you're a major league baseball player and you've got crazy money and you're paying trainers and and health people and all those kind of things that they would know what these things break down into you think you would have almost a pharmacologist uh, on staff at your team and say okay guys here's a list of things you do not want to take because they may give you a false positive even or or a real positive but you know, if it's a real positive, you have no, no, absolutely, yeah. man. These guys need to get smarter. 
They need to surround themselves with good people. I mean, how many times do you see one of these guys getting a DUI? That always blows me away because you when have you that much money. You should Uber. have a driver on staff at all times. You Why know? wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't Get know. a friend of yours that you know, you're know you not super close friends with but it's a good acquaintance and be like, here's your only job, and I'm going to pay you $10,000 a month. Yeah. But yet you only have to be available pretty much three nights a you week. You know, I, and I think the, you know, the big sports could, could do a better job helping these kids out, too. You know, the NFL needs to take their draft, you know, however many kids are in the draft class, have some sort of, uh, you know, convention and mentor system. And maybe they do. I don't know if they do, but I, it's needs not very successful at the moment. I mean, eventually so. logic does win out because, like, we don't hear much about athletes taking pictures of their junk anymore because they know what's going to happen if they do that they will that picture will get online it will get exposed and uh i guess depending on how large their manhood is they may or may not be embarrassed but it's still going to (laughs) not be good for your career by doing something like that it shows immaturity it shows foolishness it shows whatever you want to say absolutely coming full circle fresh wound coming full circle i mean if you're you know this is your livelihood and you end up with something in your body, this guy's out for 80 games. Yeah, half a year, you know, gone. You know, in the NFL, if you lose half a season, that could be a 30-year career right there. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, things don't Especially last. You're running back. These things don't last long, and uh, you've got to get your money while you can, <laughs> you know? And so you got to be as smart as you can. And I, I think, you know, I don't know is a terrible excuse moving forward it shouldn't I agree. It, it's not it's it's not even a legitimate excuse anymore well it's just like if you're going to take something why wouldn't you like what mlb should have a person you can contact on staff paid by by major league baseball like in sandy allison's office or in joe torrey's office and you can say i am looking to take this supplement this supplement this supplement this is are any of these a problem mm-hmm. and they say nope and you get verification on that. And then, I mean, how you ever improve what it is you took, you know, you can never do that. But, you know, at, at least there would be no more of the, oh, I didn't know. Be like, well, sure you did. So, JP, welcome to the show. How are you feeling this morning? You know, I, 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 uh, I feel great. I just got to turn my volume up here just to make sure uh, I'm good to go. I can barely hear myself. Okay. <clears throat> I feel great. I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever seen so many hungover people in Santiago's at one point in, <laughs> in all my years uh, down there. Um, well, it was you a, haven't been there the day after uh, St. <laughs> Patty's Day, JP. I've been there a lot. And I'll tell you what, it, it was a bloodbath this There's morning. There's no way man. people would be awake at 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning on it post St. Patty's Day. There's no way. It, it was a bloodbath this morning, but even worse I didn't was say the that early. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess eleven thirty-five is technically morning, so yeah. you know. I had to pull off some NASCAR shit on the highway today, man. There was people just riding the left-hand lane. I mean, uh, I was weaving in and out of traffic. I was like, dude, you did don't do the speed limit in the left-hand lane, like Trey said before. Get over. Yeah, that's frustrating as hell. Like, I, and then a little line forms. Oh, you know? I, I was lined up like NASCAR ready. And so you've got one flag. car in the right lane doing 55, and then a line of seven doing 56. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know? I, I swear I was coming down for the green flag at one point. I mean, that's, just, that's what it looked like. There was There was 12 cars lined up, you know, side by side, and it's just like somebody needs well, to go. Well, and there's always that sickness where – 
two cars like get next to each other and they decide that they should always be matching each other. In oh speed. no, that happened all the like, way up there. No, no, don't try. Don't suddenly speed up if the guy in the left lane, because then that guy's probably trying to get in front of you and then to pull back over. I literally had to dive on I-25 from the left-hand lane all the way over to the right-hand lane, gun it to go all the way back to the left-hand lane this yeah. morning. It was that bad. So yes, I'm here. Thank you very much. You know, we're back up here at the TSO North Studios. Excited to be on the show. Yeah, Kayla will be on. She is excited. Um, I, I've been in contact with T- her today. Not not today, oh. but she will be on next week. And um, you know, uh, she's excited to be on. She's really excited to be on. And um, we're happy to have her on. So we can't wait for that. But uh, you know, welcome everyone to the show today. Yeah, guys. Uh, I think this is the first time the three of us have been in studio together in a little while. It has been. Oh, yeah, three weeks or four. Yeah, weeks. at least yeah. three. I, I think it's at least four. I think four. four. Yeah. <laughs> and. So, uh, Good you know, to see you, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. You All know, around the table here. <laughs> Boom. You're know, talking about, like, being responsible and knowing your career and knowing what your, you know, your thing is. And, and we're not going to debate into football yet, but that – I don't know if you guys heard, but the one GM, and I can't remember which team, unfortunately, said that Kyler Murray gave the worst interview he'd ever seen for a top-line quarterback. Oh, wow. Uh, they didn't the, – the, the, the source remained anonymous, and it was Casilla uh, – uh, that came out, Casilla was, or I'm, if I'm saying his name wrong, I apologize. He was um, the GM of the Redskins when they won the Super Bowl in 91. The, he was the GM that drafted um, David Carr, Derek Carr's brother, to the Houston Texans. Um, after that Super Bowl, he has literally had a, an atrocious um, record as a GM, basically. So, it's basically this is called the lying game. I know we're not in that set. We're talking about baseball, but this is the lying game right now where people are trying to destroy someone so they <laughs> hopefully they drop in the draft. Right. I've heard that too. Lincoln Riley came out and bashed the guy, saying this kid puts in all the time, all the effort. He's not Baker Mayfield with that cockiness. He has a whole different type of leadership. Does, does it not make you laugh at the thought of of, of a professional team? taking what some person says on Twitter or on a, on a, a, a anonymous interview and lets that sway their opinion on a player. I'd be like, um, we scouted him. We interviewed him. We tried him out. <laughs> Why would we listen Here's to you? Thing. Everyone has the tape on the kid. They know the head coach. The head coach is an honest guy. They know Baker came out of the same thing the year before the kid put up all the numbers Baker did. He's just a hair smaller. I just, but it still just blows my mind that they think that that would actually cause someone to drop. And he's well, probably he's probably a better athlete than Baker. He, he probably is because he played baseball too. I and mean, look at that, he's a he, he was a first round pick in yeah. baseball, ninth ninth yeah. overall by the the uh, athletic. Yeah, the, the kid's an athlete. So you know the whole thing is is you know this guy this, this is an, another way of saying what he did because he came out right at, straight out and was rude about it. Oh, and I agree with you. That's what his intent was. Yeah. I just think it's foolhardy that these people think it's actually going to sway the judgment. This isn't either, yeah. you know, the common you know, rube sitting there on their couch watching TV. This is someone who does this for a living and gets paid probably higher than six figures. So, you know, I just, I, it just cracks me up that they think it's going to work. But, you know, hey, if it gets him to fall one spot and you're eight and you're trying to get him to fall past seven – Maybe it works. He's not going to fall past one. Hey, maybe, it maybe worked. Like young GM. <laughs> it worked on a certain election a couple of years ago. <laughs> you know, it worked on Randy Moss. Yeah. Although Randy Moss actually did some off-field stuff, but they already Moss had a lot. I mean, Randy University is 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 Randy University. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing to think someone with that kind of talent goes to such a small school. I mean, well, because is, of, is Moss he or, went to a small school for well, a reason. He went to Marshall right. because well, Florida State then, kicked him out. 
Oh, yeah. okay. And yeah. I mean, like Rice well, went to a really small school. When I, when I school, say Rand University, it's it's Rand, West Virginia, which is unincorporated, and they used to hang out at the Seven Eleven and get in trouble. West Virginia, man. Mountain Mama. Could you imagine? I just couldn't even imagine having to go to school in somewhere like West Virginia. I mean, I know that they've got, you know, I know that they've got a pretty good, you know, um, the college has a pretty good football program and everything. But do you think it'd be weird as a kid, like saying, oh, I want to go to West Virginia? I mean, is there anything to do there? I'm sure uh, there's something. When but... they release the water, there's great white, white water rafting there, actually. Hmm. Okay. Well, that is something. White, white, white water rafting is fun. I haven't done it in years. I agree. It's it's been a while for me. Last time they probably aren't far away from DC. Uh, No, they're a hike away from DC. So that's (laughs) always cool, right? At least I think DC is cool. No, but I think it's quite a ways from DC. Yeah, they're in they're in the rural. Because DC is on the eastern side of Virginia. Okay. West so. Virginia is like muzzleloader backcountry people. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know I'm, I'm, we've all heard the John Denver songs, right? In West Virginia, he talks about it being like the most beautiful place in the world. Oh, it's so nice. I'm not claiming that it's yeah. not a gorgeous uh, retreat for nature like Montana mm-hmm. or Colorado for that matter. I just think it's interesting that a college student who would really be interested in that, you would think that you'd want more I mean, they flash and pomp circumstance. I, I would wonder what the percentages that are from West Virginia that go to cool school there. Sure. I mean, it's got to sure. be. 70, 80 percent. Yeah. And I guess there's always the factor of if someone offers you a full ride scholarship and everyone else offers you a half scholarship or yeah, a three quarters. That's, and that's the other thing. Or, you know, the when you get to that level, too, it's like, gosh, there's a lot of really, really great players that went to these amazing schools. But there's still a lot of top shelf players that want to start. Mm-hmm. And so they go to these types of schools, well, you know, Will Greer, better to start than be a backup. Right, sure. Right there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So here I got an interesting kind of quick question for you. So, J.P., you are a five-star recruit tight end. Okay. What school do you hope, uh, assuming it can't be any of the four teams that were in the playoff last year, okay. what team would you hope recruited you the most? It can't be one of the four big ones from last year? That's too easy, yeah. Okay. Okay. So if it wasn't one of the four big ones from last year. Let's, uh, say, let's say the four big ones all have offered you a half scholarship. Okay. So if they offer me a half scholarship and I can't go to any of those, um, I would since I'm a, from PA, I would go to go to Penn State. I would also entertain CU, um, depending on who the coach was. Um, McIntyre, maybe not so much the new guy that's coming in from Georgia. Maybe um, I would entertain SC. I definitely would entertain SC. I've always been Hell an yeah. SC fan. Um, and I would entertain Miami, depending on who the coach was. A lot of good tight ends came out of the U, so yeah. I could definitely see that one. All right, Nate, we'll give you a quiz one. Uh, you are a middle linebacker. Hmm. Who would you hope recruited you? Boy, that's a good question, a defensive player. I had an answer for offense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you love offense, though, so I'm I, turning it No, that's a good. <laughs> that's a good question. I like it. Um, well, <laughs> me being me, having the hindsight that I do, uh, you know, I think I would love to, to, to go to a party school, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you know, ASU comes to mind, uh, SC comes to mind, um, you know, well, if you want to go to a party school, West Virginia's going to come to mind. Right. <laughs> now, of course, there's linebacker U. Exactly. You know, and so. Uh, so where's linebacker U? Well, P- Penn State. State. Oh, is that what that's, they call it, linebacker oh, yeah. U? Linebacker now, the, now, linebacker U of the West, our little CU buffs here, you know, that's I would good. actually consider that. Uh, you know, there's. I was thinking Notre Dame. 
I'm not a religious man, so I don't think that would be a good fit. I don't think any of the players there are religious. Yeah, uh, but just, well, it's the not whole a, third, maybe. The whole, the, I've been on campus there because I, I stayed just, there uh, one night when I drove back to Colorado. The whole community and campus is, I mean, Touchdown Jesus is right there. Right. I yeah. mean, it's it's very religious. And I, I, mean, I know the school is. I'm just, I'm thinking that when it comes to the football program, I'm not sure it matters. But you're, but you're surrounded I would want to be somewhere it. nice, too. So, you yeah. know, like. And, and South Bend's nice, but it's tiny. Very tiny. Yeah. It's not, not, it's not it wouldn't be my thing. Oh, oh, outside of the college. Yes, yeah. There's yeah. nothing really there. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Miami University is a place that you could go no matter what position you play, right? Because they always seem to put out good players. Right now, who would not want to be Ohio State, Atlanta, or Alabama, or Clemson, right? I mean, so that's why I didn't want to take put yeah. those in there. Um, I, Oklahoma, I know, is a you know produces quite a few players that have been drafted high, would but never go there. Though. I, I, I couldn't I would, imagine you know, living in that or in Nebraska that or no, guys, you know, no, no corn Utah, state. For me. I wouldn't yeah. want to go to any of those places. Just yeah, just boring. Yeah, you know. I would but, consider somewhere in New York City. Yeah, I mean, do they have any good schools for college? Well, I football? mean, probably not. Yeah. That's you'd have to go in a Jersey and the Rutgers. Yeah, is where you yeah. Have to yeah. Go. go south to Temple or something. I mean, yeah. even Temple's yeah, not that good. I could good. play basketball. Okay. I, maybe I could play yeah. basketball at Cuse or St. John's. There you That's go. A whole different sport. <laughs> But I totally agree. If I was a sport athlete right now. Yeah, multi sport athlete. Five foot five and 190 pounds. With a laser <laughs> three point shot, baby. Um, I would I would definitely. Uh, dude, basketball, I would probably pick Syracuse. Uh huh. That seems to be a great place for a single star to be playing at. And it's you know? a good school. Good yeah, the academics. And are, I'll, I'll tell you what, top mm-hmm. notch. There is no place like the Dome for basketball. Which yeah, one's the, carry, the dome? The Carrier Dome. Carrier Dome. And yeah, who's got, the Carrier Dome. Syracuse. That's where they. Oh, play. that's Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. So there's like thirty thousand people there for a basketball game. Very nice. I did see today. There is a slate of good basketball games oh, in college. Yeah. Holy well, it's cow! Conference, uh, conference. But it's the very uh, beginning. Of the, it's but, the very uh, beginning of the conference tournament, isn't well, it? Because a lot of the conference started, and a lot of the conferences are ending today. We've got. Uh, oh, they Duke, end North today. Carolina. That's going to be at six o'clock Eastern tomorrow too. And we've got Michigan State, Michigan. Isn't tomorrow Selection yeah. Sunday? No, no, it's no, 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 no. Oh, it's next week. It's, it's oh, that's why I thought. That's oh. why I thought it went the whole. That's why I thought the tournaments kept going another week. My my mistake. I now right was... now we do have some of the smaller conferences doing their tournaments. What you're going to see is all the major conferences start this week, mm. and they will end on either Saturday or Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. Okay. The selection committee starts, I think, six o'clock. On Sunday night next week, I just remember uh, who was it I saw. Um, you mentioned the Michigan and Michigan State, and then there's North Carolina Duke. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's two just massive games that are got huge implications. Yeah. Zion is already rolled out. So, so are we going to see him in the tournament? What's your gut feeling? Nope. Um, Coach K says he, he'll be ready to go for the tournament. Um, this team's going to now. Obviously, they. Uh, they he, he went out in the first uh, uh, UNC game, 20, 36 seconds in. Um, and Zion was seen on Instagram playing video games in full Adidas gear, head to toe, <laughs> which is a slap in the face to Nike. Because he's going to get a $100 million contract coming out of college right sure. away. And bravo to Adidas if, if they send him that stuff saying, wear this, man, we'll sign you. Hey, why, yeah, I mean, don't ever, don't ever confuse, you know, your company's business with your business. Exactly. You know? 
Just so, because your school is getting paid a certain amount of money for it or, the, or and, colleges. And they're smart getting them now because it's going to be way cheaper to get them now than it is in three years. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Especially whole, if he ends up not being able to play again and he needs money to yep. get by because, I mean, t- they don't pay much in his stipend. The last game, um, they had no answer when Zion went out for, I think the kid, his name is Murphy or Murray from uh, NC. They were, they were, he, was, he, was, he was doing like layup drills, literally, because they couldn't guard the guy. So Coach K will have a game plan for that today. It'll be a little bit different of a game. All this game really decides is who's going to be the number two seed or the number three seed because Virginia pretty much got the one seed. Heard Tennessee, uh, if they win today, they're expected to be uh, a good shot at a number one. But I, wouldn't one of the one of the other number ones have to lose, or is it just going to be strength of recent schedule? Well, I've got the uh, when we get the basketball, I've got the first. Uh, I got the ones and the twos, the first four in, first four out, as we stand today. Okay, but I just I just noticed that they were talking a lot about how Tennessee they, could they make did, a charge they, here because Tennessee did put a hurt on Kentucky last weekend, and they got that bounce back from the Kentucky hurt and that Kentucky put on them. In Kentucky. Yeah, nothing would make me happier to see Kentucky get a low seed and get rolled, but uh, I don't think that'll happen, but I just can't stand Kentucky. I never have. Um, so back to that doping scandal. So that was Stephen Wright of the Red Sox who got the 80-game suspension and, again, pretended that he didn't know how it got in the system. I, I shouldn't say pretend. Maybe he didn't know, but I, don't, I think he did know. And uh, he's a knuckleballer. So would there be a reason – to be taking PEDs because it's not common for a knuckleballer to have to throw uh, a lot of tension on their arm. A knuckleball doesn't doesn't create tension. You don't throw, you don't spin your arm or spin your wrist or spin your fingers. You know, you know, it's interesting you brought that up because a knuckleballer doesn't have to put that much tension on everything when they throw that knuckleball. Um, so, you, and like you said, each team should have someone that goes over everyone's. Well, actually, they have nutritionists. So they have people that look at the supplements, so on and so forth, of what goes in. I think what, what we, we fall into so many times is um, the leagues change the substances so many times that you have to backtrack to look at what's in each supplement, which makes it extremely difficult to know sometimes what you actually might be taking by accident, I, too. I think MLB or whoever, you know, whatever large sport wants to do it, could really just nip this stuff in the bud and, and just have their own supplement store, you know, and be like, look, everything here is legal. Yeah, it has to, or they just sanction certain places, you know, you know, accredit them or whatever. Somebody goes around and says, hey, this place, everything in here is, you know, legit. Nate, you just mentioned a billion dollar business. I know. <laughs> Let's do this, fellas. The, oh, I'm the, sorry. The, that's a billion dollar business right there. It the is. MLB that's approved, a great idea. The MLB approved. Uh, GNC type story. You know? Hey man, I think it's I think it'd be super smart. They would make a ton of money off it. You know, they could probably provide it at lower costs if, by buying it in bulk. You know, and being like hiring some staff on. Hey guys, you know, I know exactly what uh, Mr. Altuve needs today. You know, let's get <laughs> let's get him a protein shake this morning. What's and, even better you know, is these guys could say, okay, you've got. 47 days till your next drug test. You can safely take these steroids and have them out of your system in time. So let's go they ahead and pump you up for the next notice, six days. Though. Oh, they don't anymore? No, I don't think so. I, I think it's either time, a MLB. day or two, if yeah. that. Oh, okay. So, for a so long time, a MLB got a lot of so notice. So on, on TV, um, you see Frank Thomas doing Nugenics. Is Nugenics banned? 
on the supplemental. Hit. <laughs> That's a good question. I bet you it is. My guess is now. My guess for Nugenics would be that this it doesn't do anything like most of those type of you know cure all type things where oh this will well, cure your manhood problems and your <laughs> ED and your low testosterone and da-da. like you know like did you know you commercial year on the fan for low t- low T testing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When I first got into pharmaceuticals, um, my boss was telling me about how he was with the first company to introduce testosterone therapy. And he goes, there was no such thing as a market for it because there is no market. There is no actual need for it. And he goes, but we created it by pushing it nonstop and telling men they needed it to be virile again. And because it gives men a kind of a, it does give men a kind of a temporary boost in terms of feeling more like, you know, aggressive and more manly. It's like caffeine for the, uh, for the downstairs. Yeah, for the nuts. So <laughs> it, it, it was just really funny how he kept telling me, he's like, and, and now insurance covers cover it because so many patients are getting it that, and I thought that was interesting. I thought, well, why would more patients cause a, a company to cover it or an insurance company to cover it? Because now they're going to lose more money. And it goes, because if you cover them, the more, uh, the more prescriptions you cover that are more widely used, the more likely you can sell that to a company as you should use us as your healthcare provider because we can cover more for your, for your, for your staff and your employees Absolutely. and make them happier. And, but he even like straight out was because he was one of the uh, district managers for the very first drug that came out for testosterone replacement and, or not supplement, I guess I should say. And uh, he just claimed to the, to the end of the, of the earth that it, it really didn't do anything. Kind of again, full circle on your question. Uh, you, you know, a lot of the reason guys take steroids isn't necessarily to make them better. It is to help them heal faster. And, uh, you know, the spe- especially the human growth hormone, you know, that is something that's known to, you know, accelerate recovery time. And I think somebody like the knuckleball pitcher, that's probably what he's up to. If he, I, you know, I would, I don't know the history, like his recent history with injuries, but I would bet you almost anything that he's coming off some sort of injury in the last month. And that this is, you know, a result of that. That's just my, you know, my guess and my gut feeling. But that's something that people don't think about with steroids. It's always, oh, he's going to run faster. He's going to hit home runs, more home runs than everybody else. He's going to have a quicker, you know, snap reflex. But uh, really, a lot of it is about this recovery time. And it's super, that's that's a competitive advantage, too. Well, I, I mean, personally, I remember being on a steroid when I had an inner ear infection, mm-hmm. um, a mild steroid. It, it, it was. And inhaler's a steroid. Yeah. I mean, I take inhalers for asthma, and it, that's all it is is a steroid. And it just it causes the airways to open up, the mm-hmm. bronchial tubes. And to your point, Nate, I absolutely agree because Mark McGuire, he didn't need any additional strength. He did it because his heel would never, would never hold together for a whole season. Right. And he lost three or four consecutive years. You know, he lost half a season or so. It kept him on the field. You're yep. exactly right. All of a sudden he was on the field all the time, and he could hit all his home runs. I, now, I will say there is a small addition in terms of power when you're taking steroids to hitting a home run. And I can just attest to that just from if you're working out a lot and, and you know, paying attention to your workouts, you know, and you're playing a sport, you'll notice that you play a sport a little bit better. If you were hitting balls, you know, on one bounce of the fence, you now may hit three or four over the fence. You know, just and, a little bit of added pop does come, but I agree with you. I think the injury is a, is a bigger aspect. I agree. And I, I think uh, a lot of it is guys are becoming too big now sometimes, <laughs> you know, and uh, 
they get to a point where one, you know, you start to get too big like that. You start to lose your athletic ability. Mm-hmm. You know, your quickness goes away. Your uh, that quick twitch r- reflex. You know, all those things. You sacrifice those with with your muscles. So there is a fine line. You know, and you need to have a good balance of aerobic exercise and diet, and you know, and, and all these things. Stretching. Yeah, uh, this goes back to the argument we had a couple of weeks ago about how athletes—it's a lifestyle now. You know, like I don't even—that's why I don't think you can compare athletes today to athletes even 25 years ago, because there were so few guys 25 years ago that were like Tom Brady that lived this as a lifestyle. You know, and, it, and what I what I mean by that is that everything they do, they do because of football. And it's I mean, it's their diet. It's their routine, their daily routine, their exercise. We're only really truly that. in about 45 years or so of time where sports salaries mean you don't have to do anything else. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when playing a sport, you still had to have a job in the off season just to survive. Oh, yeah. You think Babe Ruth made a lot of money? Well, off of baseball, amount, off of amount. baseball. Yeah. I don't think he made a lot of money well, off of baseball. Remember, he made he made more than the president was a famous quip. Okay. And he said, I had a better year. Okay, bad example. <laughs> <laughs> um, but most of the players in his era did not make money. In fact, if you'll watch, you know, a lot of a lot of the old movies like uh, Eight Men Out or, you know, with the baseball movies, those guys work. Like you said, they had day jobs or night jobs. Walter actually. Johnson famously worked on a farm and he, yes. and he, and he hauled hail bales. With his arms, and yeah. that's where he got his strength. Hay bales. Hail, the, uh, hail bales? Hay bales. What did I say? Hail. Hail bales. Hail. Making it hail. Throwing, throwing nickels. <laughs> Making it hail. So do you guys know how to tell who's on steroids? If you're in a gym, who's on steroids and who's not? Well, I've always heard the swelled head and the shrink nuts. Well, there's a better way. The guy screaming in the corner. <laughs> rage. <laughs> yeah, rage. If you have to clear the gym out after some dude takes a dump in the bathroom... He's on roids because oh. it smells so mm, That seems bad. like a false positive to me because if that's true, people are going to think I'm on the juice and I'm not on no, the no, juice. No, 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 no. You've never smelled <laughs> anything like Is that. Is it because <laughs> there's like sulfur in it? I'm not 100% sure, but I when I was a, I was a gym rat at one point the, when I decided big... not to go back to college. Yeah. And I was lifting that dynamic fitness down in Easton um, seven days a week, basically. Some, some dude had some rotten eggs. Well, there was a couple dudes because they were, they were benching eggs. like 400 pounds. Oh, man. And it was, I mean, you literally had to clear the gym. You remember Latimer? Latimer. Latimer. You remember Latimer. I know that. What's Latimer? Was it unnecessary roughness? I think, or was that? Oh, the guy who like threw his girlfriend, that girl against the wall and got caught for juicing. Yeah. That was not necessary reference. That was the program. The, the program. program. That's, that's what it. Was. it. Classic. That was the program. James Latimer. Con, James Conn, yeah. right? Yeah. He was yep. the coach. That, that was, was a, a great movie. That was a well done movie and a, a good uh, a good harbinger of things to come. Uh-huh. I, you know, really very. Smart. And you know what? You, here's the funny thing. <laughs> I can name the stadium they filmed a lot of those scenes in. South Carolina Stadium. Huh. That's interesting. I know my stadium. <laughs> Yeah, Why would they go to South Carolina, stadium. you think? Probably just whoever somebody offered them a, a, a real-sized stadium for a good price? I, I'm not sure, but I know it was uh, – I know it was whatever the stadium is called now, it, it was where the Gamecocks play. Okay. Huh. The Gamecocks. Is that the best name what? in college? Oh, of course, man. I don't know, man. There's the, was it the Golden Gopher or something? Or the, the Banana Slug? Slug. The banana Slug. Slug. And then there's also the, the – what's the – there's like an otter, isn't there somewhere? Could be. San Francisco or yeah, something? Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. I th- I think minor league baseball they have the best names. Oh they've yeah, great ones. Yeah, Isotopes lot. made famous by the Simpsons, and then yep. you've got uh, the Bull Durham, the the Durham Bulls. Durham, Durham Bulls. Yeah. Uh, the Vegas Fifty Ones are uh, are pretty famous recent team. Yep. What's so what they got? Uh, the Northeast was it the the Hellcats or Hell, the uh, you got the flying Rivercats? You got the Rivercats. Yeah. The flying squirrels in Richmond. Chattanooga's yep. got the two eyes team. I can't remember what that team's called, but the lookouts maybe? Yard goats. The yard goats. Yard yeah, goats. good yeah. team. How about Iron Pig? Iron Pig. <laughs> Kurt, sorry, buddy. Iron Pig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Major League Baseball, when they get these new these new teams that have come in, they needed to get better names. I thought the Rockies did well, only because everyone associates the state of Colorado with the Rockies. Yeah. But the Marlins for the Miami, I didn't ever understand that one. Diamondbacks for Arizona, I understood the concept, but I thought it was a boring name. Yeah, you know it's not something that rolls off the tongue. Sure. And then who was the other Rays? Who was the other most? Oh, the that terrible name. Well, it was the Devil Rays. Still a terrible name. It's just boring. <laughs> terrible they had such part. an opportunity to take Shark. You know, like that yeah. would have just been. Well, probably the San know. Jose was a recent Shark. They probably didn't want to copy that. They, they probably couldn't get the rights to it. Yeah. Maybe they could do the waves. Well, that could have been boring well, though. Vegas had such a hard time coming up with their name because there's so many trademark um, names out there. Yeah. And, you know, they needed something because, I mean, here's the thing. We have the Denver Outlaws as our major outdoor lacrosse team. Yeah. I mean, come on, the Vegas Outlaws. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay, short, that would be short great. story, and this is kind of a trivia question, Uh-oh. but how did the Utah Jazz get their name? The Utah Jazz got their that. name because they started in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I... I thought maybe you guys knew that, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of the few names that I and really researched because I thought it was Utah so But Utah never would change it. No, they did. I don't know why they didn't change it. Yeah, there was something there behind that story, and Got I don't the fan I, base. Yeah, there was know. somebody. Uh, somebody did something with their with their money there. I don't know what it mm-hmm. was, but they kept the name. And I know there were some people that were upset because New Orleans started another team or yeah. tried to start another team after and they that, wanted and the they, wanted the, they wanted the name back. The name. And so, uh, yeah, so they ended up uh, not doing it. Yeah. When did they move to New St. Luke, St. Salt Lake City? I don't know, 70s maybe? I'd say it was mm. mid-70s. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously that team's going to forever be known as the, you know, the Postman and John Stockton and Jeff Hornacek, oh, yeah. right? I mean, is there anybody yeah. else great who's played for him? Dude, Stockton was incredible. That yeah. guy was incredible. What a great basketball player. The guy looked, nothing, looked like no kind of athlete, and the guy was amazing at yeah. the assist. Man, the pick and roll, they did that. They just ran that to He was such an perfection. underrated shooter, too. He was. Yeah. And Remember just, the man, dream team. Yeah, court vision like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Yeah, the oldies but goodies, you know. Back when the shorts didn't actually hang below the knee. Remember those <laughs> days? The shorts well, didn't move. They well, were like painted, painted on. on, right? Well, well you, know, you know who started that fab. No. The Fab Five. Oh, that's right. They, that's they're right. the ones that want to – Jalen Rose and then the crew up there. That's they're right. the ones that uh, wanted the, the, baggy, head, shorts. the baggy shorts. and The Fab Five. Yeah. I'll never forget Can the Fab Five. Can you name them all? Uh, so, wait, wait, wait. wait let, let me try first because okay, okay. I know you can do it. So, Chris Weber, obviously, yeah. and Jalen Rose, yep. and Juwan Howard. Yep. Uh, those were the big three. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have trouble coming up with the other two. Um. Can you give me a hint? Do you know him? I don't know him. Oh. Uh, one was Mark Jackson. Oh, that's right. Before he went to the Dallas, right? He went to the Mavericks. And had that whole hoopla with him and Jason Kidd and that other guy that were all dating the same woman and then, like, <laughs> tore the whole team apart. Uh, who was the fifth? Who was the, I think that's right now. That's a uh, – boy. 
I forget Where the are our right fans? Call in and tell us, 929-477-3204. <laughs> I forget the fifth right now. Jumping back to baseball, Clayton Kershaw still not decision made on if he will start Scary. the season. Are you scared? No, I am glad they are not pushing it. Okay. I would rather him miss the first eight weeks and play a good season of strength than push it and say, okay, he's okay. He can, he can go. He can go. And then Ray have one Jackson. of those seasons. Ray Jackson. I'm sorry. That was Ray, Ray Jackson. Jackson. Oh, that's a different player yeah. then because Mark Jackson was the one that was on the I wouldn't have gotten Dallas him, Mavericks. but the other guy, if I had sat here and thought about it, Jimmy King. There you go. Yeah. Jimmy King. I don't think I even knew that one. No, yeah. I knew but that one. I mean, we'll always... By the way, if you ever can see the, the – uh, the 30 for 30 on the Fab Five on ESPN. Great. It's a great documentary. In fact, any, One of the any, best. any good story on 30 for 30 are, are, are fantastic. You know, same thing with a football life. If it's a great player, yeah. it's almost always a great story. Yeah. So, because I mean, I, I, because no one, no one just gets through easy. Man, JP, you got a bruise there. You got a cut on your elbow. What what'd you, What were you doing last I, night? No, no, it wasn't last <laughs> night. I, I actually. They uh, drained the pool this time of year, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they, they actually, they're, they're actually redoing the whole pool. So it is actually it's funny. Because it's normally open, but they're redoing the whole pool right now. Mark ah, saw it last now week. Now we know. No, 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 no. I actually shorts. St- I, 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 in the dark uh, a couple days ago, I actually missed a step. I, not, I didn't miss a step. I short stepped the step. Oh, that's and I, the I clicked oh, my toe hurts. on it, and I went yeah. elbow first because I had a hole. All right, check his knees, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Whoa, hey. <laughs> hey, now. Getting a little dirty. <laughs> hey, they call it the sports offensive. So yeah. We, we, we got to live up to our name. What do you think about Kershaw? <sighs> Boy, man. I think they're just babying him. I think he's fine. Um, I mean, they are deep as can be. I yeah, mean, they've got yeah. like seven or eight starters. And I would baby him. You know, I would too. He's, I mean, he's just a stud. Hey, he can't start till June. Can't start yeah, till June. We yeah. want you. In, we the want only, you to, on the stretch. The only thing that worries me is if there's something there that they're not disclosing right now, which is kind of keeping which is under the table. Highly probable. What the, the big question is: Where does this push him in fantasy baseball drafts? There you go. That's because a, if you can pick up Kershaw question. in the fifth round. You know, even if you only get a half a well, season. Will this situation resolve itself before your draft? Very possibly. possibly. We've, we've got 13 days until our draft. Yes, so uh, for those of you out there who are having a fancy draft coming up, it's got to be close. Don't forget, 28th, I believe, is when baseball season starts. Well, is that a good 20, segue? 28th into... or 27? Huh? 27. I is it 27? I, I think I, it's the 27th, I thought. I don't know how many people play that first day because it usually used to be a Sunday always. And then a team would play on Sunday, and then teams would all play on Monday. I could but, be wrong. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. I do need to look into taking that day off of work, though. I like to take off opening day. Yeah, you always you know, do. Yeah. So I can, or that first Monday, anyway, so I can really watch the games and Yeah, because it's jam-packed. Great games all the way, you know. Of course, the, the the downside usually is the Dodgers don't end up playing until, like, 7 p.m. March 28th, fellas. Oh, it is 28th. And that is a – what kind of day is that? Oh, <laughs> that I don't know. Yeah, because it might even be a Thursday this year. There's something because this is the earliest the season has started since they went to 162. It's the games. earliest opening day in history outside of international oper- openers. And they, and there is an international and opener all, this year as well. All so. 30 teams will play on this day. Wow! So that's unusual because the the Mariners and the A's are going to Japan. Now, I don't know when their games are. I, yeah. th- I thought they were earlier than the rest of the season, what's, but I'm not positive. What's the date today? The ninth. So next Saturday yeah. is the 16th, and the 23rd, and then the 30th. So it'll be a Thursday. Okay, Thursday. Yep. 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 
That's why I was thinking it was it was it was a weekday. That's interesting. Well, I can't take off Thursday and then not take off Friday, and I don't have enough PTO days to take them both. So, darn it, that's just going to be frustrating. This can be. Oh well. well anyway, uh, it's going to be fun, man. And that's just one of my favorite days of the year, guys. Sure. You know, it's kind of an indication of spring, and you're moving out of the cold into the warm. You know, I just uh, I just love opening day. There's a buzz everywhere. People are excited. Hey, for one it's, day, everyone's in it and everyone's in first place. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's a fun day. And that's a fun day. I agree. It's always a bummer to lose that first game of the year, though, because then you know you can't ever have said you went wire to wire. So <laughs> it's already a gone season, you know. Not that it matters in the end, right? I mean, but <clears throat> the last time I remember going wire to wire and winning the World Series was the Reds back. The Reds? Yeah, way back with Barry Larkin and Chris Sabo. I don't oh, know. Oh, 90. I don't know if they won. The, I don't know if they won the World Series. They did. They won the World Series. Did they win it? Swept, I think. Okay. That's yeah. Highly probable. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Sabo, it was 90 or 91. Sabo with his geek glasses and oh, Larkin boy. with the short, the first power shortstop. Or not? Yeah, I think it was the first power shortstop. And uh, Eric Davis in the outfield. Rob that, Dibble and Norm Charlton in the bullpen. That was a really, really good team. It's a fun. Who is team the to guy? Who is the Pete guy Rose that was, had? Oh, no, he was gone. He got on base like the first like. 12 at bats in the World Series and he played for the Reds. I don't And it was in that 1990 World Series. They beat Oakland in four games. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oakland went 3 years in a row and lost all but one. But there was a guy, I remember watching that World Series and there was a guy that freaking I think it was like his first 10 at bats or 12 at bats uh that he got on base. And it was a record in the in the World Series, but anyway, I'll have to look that up. Uh, that was that was a fun one to watch. They got hot at the right time. Yeah, they did. You know, it was kind of one of those teams like Kansas City a couple of years ago. Oh, you know, right. just yeah, had yeah. the had the head of steam going into the playoffs, and uh, yeah, that was cool. They had a, they did have a ton of talent. So yeah. So we got uh, two announcements for opening day starters. It kind of and get your input, especially from you. Yeah. Uh, First one is that Nola will start for the Phillies. Yep. Second one is King Felix will not start for the Mariners. Okay. And then we got Jose Barrios will start for the Twins. Yeah. No. I I I, uh, I, I heard Nola was starting. I think it was either late last night or yep. early this morning. Um, so you know, happy about that. You know, the Phillies are going to have that full lineup out there, mm-hmm. ready to see what they're going to do. Um, excited to see what they're going to do this year. Uh, they have a really good lineup, top to bottom. So, you know, getting really excited. You know, I was excited, that, you know, right up into the end for, for the Phils because they, they tailed off in September, obviously. They we did. all know that. But uh, a lot really of promise, look, though. Yeah, a lot of promise right now. And some big, and some big signings, JP. Yeah, and some there still signings. could be some more. I, mean, I, I know. Rell, it's uh, still out there. Two, uh, two, I've heard the Twins are in on him, too. There's two teams that dropped down today, too, that I oh. saw, but I don't remember which two teams it were. Uh, but Kimbrell is still there. Yeah. He's not signed. So is Dallas Keuchel, I believe. Uh, Keuchel, I think, yeah. is not signed either. So we still yeah, have some it's a, names it's out a there. Solid, solid player is still available. Um, yeah, so I was down in uh, Florida last weekend yeah, yeah. at spring training. I thought you maybe went back to South Dakota or something. Yeah. I didn't know you were in Florida. No, so I had my first <laughs> yingling, for those of you from Pennsylvania. Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, just a very solid beer. I feel like on a nice sunny day, I could probably drink six or eight of those, Yeah, you know, in an afternoon and uh, fall asleep somewhere. 
but uh, just a great beer. And then uh, we all, like I said, went to spring training with, uh, with my family and uh, it was just a great time, man. So Sunday's matchup, we, we weren't able to get tickets, but it was the Phillies and the twins oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was Jake Arietta versus yep. Jose Barrios. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that that's, it sold out. And was, was that in Clearwater or was that in, uh, Oh, what town is that in? Is it Sarasota? Were you at the Phillies training facilities or no, the, the twins, the twins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, gosh, why can't I think of where it's just outside Fort Myers, you know, I didn't, I didn't say, I'll, I'll have to look it up. It might it's be not Barrow beach. I don't know. It could be. Yeah, that could be too. It's somewhere in that vicinity. Um, anyway, yeah, that was the big matchup, you know, for, for spring training. It was, uh, you know, those two guys, Arietta and Barrios and the game sold out. So we weren't able to go. We went the next day, which was a lot of fun. And, uh, I got to see CJ Cron, who the twins picked up in the offseason, hit two home runs. Yep. Um, and on a pretty windy day, at least the first five innings, he hit two just lasers into the wind, man. One to right, right. field as a right-handed batter um, in the in the second inning. So he looked impressive, and he looks like he's lost some weight. Uh, so he looks like a little more athletic. And, uh, they could sure use a uh, Justin Smoke type of uh, late blossom. Yeah. So, yeah, so isn't it nice sitting in those minor league parks, just a nice tight atmosphere? Love it. And it, that's that's love what I love it. working in minor league baseball so much. It's just like you, you get to almost know everyone around you. When yeah, you're, it's, <laughs> you're right. It's a community. Um, and you walk into this place and you have your seat, you know, but there are these grassy areas, mm-hmm. um, at least at the twin stadium and they're, you know, they go right down to the field yeah. and you can just go hang out there, you know, and it's like a, it's like a fairway, you yeah. know, it's just nicely, uh, mowed grass and, you know, people go down there with their families and sit, but I mean, there was a ton of room that could have brought a freaking, you know, a, one of those yard chairs or whatever with yeah. me or a hammock yeah just, you know it's just, I mean? fun. just a fun way to just a to great do time yeah that, that's the, the food of... was incredible you know yeah that's um, and, and that's the whole thing with minor league baseball and obviously we're talking about spring training and minor league parks but minor league baseball is the, the mantra is um affordable family fun is what every ballpark sets out to do I think it's smart, and I really think MLB could take a page out of the book of the minor leagues right now because I think, boy, MLB is in a little bit of trouble, in my opinion. That's a conversation for another show, probably. But um, yeah, well, and it, and it's the games are too long, and you know the pitching is such an advantage, and you know if you're not a hardcore guy baseball fan you may not like a one to nothing game or a two to one game and that that's what baseball needs is casual fans now that's you know in colorado they're able to do that generate that because our weather is incredible you know we have a great atmosphere at coors field uh even when the rockies are terrible people are going to the games you know and that's you need to generate that i think that aura to baseball fun again for people and make it affordable too you know that's another thing, you know, you want families to come to the game and, and make tickets affordable. So, you know, $15 tickets, $20 tickets, you know, a hundred bucks is doable for a family of four, Yeah. you know? So I don't know. I loved it. What a great experience. Uh, first time ever at spring training. Uh, you know what? Even if they leave cool. tickets the same price they are, just drop the concessions for goodness sake. Yeah. Make it so you can get for your kid a hot dog, fries, and a soda, yeah. and it shouldn't cost more than $5. Right. I mean, come on, you're making money hand over fist. But we had the same discussion about the movie theater, right? It's like a popcorn or we get chicken tenders, a soda and um, 
these little okay. licorice whip things. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Twenty more than the ticket. More than the ticket. That's just crazy. I could have walked across the street and had like a gourmet meal at Johnny Carino's for <laughs> you know. Twenty gone to bucks. Dave and Buster's and gotten a meal and gotten a burger and tokens. fries probably and and tokens for the game. Yeah, you know, and a not beer, a lot and a beer. <laughs> yeah, it's just getting to be ridiculous. And I, I and I love going to the movies. To me, seeing a movie in a movie theater is completely different than seeing it at home. It is. Uh, I know that uh, our friend Captain Chavez loves to watch games at home or movies at home because you can mix your cocktail, you can get your bathroom right there, you can pause it and you know pet the dog or whatever it is you're doing. And uh, you Wait, know, which dog? I was going to say, what are you, where, where are you going with that? The big dog. But you know, I mean, it's just like gives you. You have so many options and comfort. You don't have to drive, right? There's all that comfort. And if you're someone like me who doesn't really like being around crowds, it's nice because you can be alone. But even if my – I mean, I've got a pretty decent-sized TV, and I've got a very nice sound system, especially considering how micro-small my compartment is. Your, but, com- your compartment? <laughs> and it's just – it's just – it doesn't matter. It, I'm picking up on match. everything you say today. <laughs> my apartment? There you go. <laughs> Don't forget, I had uh, two people die in my apartment this week. So I'll tell that story uh, real quick. Oh boy, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Just quick. Yeah, so I, uh, I was house sitting over the weekend, and I'm coming home from work on Monday. And as I'm driving up, I see an SUV and a um, forensics van on oh, one, po- I, one side of my apartment. I, I heard, it, I saw that on Facebook. On the other side, I saw a uh, SUV and a. A crime scene investigation van and of course you know the first thought that pops into your head is what the hell did i do the last 72 hours you know <laughs> did they catch me what did i did i do something in, you know jailable and i thought please well, I don't even... run one of those black lights over my room <laughs> <laughs> and so i was like oh it's you like know what? Pollock, so i wasn't here this weekend so what are the odds so uh, i came up in here and then there was a big kojak looking dude coming out of the apartment upstairs hey and... what do you do come on you don't have the mustache or the size, man. This guy was big. He was scary looking, man. Like this guy was the kind of guy where like I could see if you got questioned by him, you'd be like, I need my attorney because you are scary, dude. Yeah. Um anyway, he was very nice, obviously. But he was coming like, Do you know about these people? And I'm like, Nah, I don't socialize with anybody. So no, I don't know anybody in my apartment complex. And he's like, I understand I'm the same way. He's like, But we just need to do due diligence. Don't worry, there's nothing to be alarmed at or worried about. And I'm like, sure, nothing to be worried about except for the crime t- scene tape blocking off an apartment you know uh long story short what happened was uh an elderly gentleman and his wife both and they were both found dead in the apartment and so they had to do an investigation to make sure there wasn't foul play involved mm-hmm. now what did happen i don't know they didn't release any of that kind of information um there's a there's thought that maybe the wife was very near death and that they may have taken pills to kill you know both to die together you know in bed um, Which it, that to happen sure. more than you probably know. In the people in their 80s, absolutely. Yeah. One of them maybe knew that it was time to go, and yeah. they just made and the other one's like, I don't want to suffer through not having you. So, you know, especially especially if you don't have anybody else. You know, well, it's, it's imagine just you, if you, you were you know? married for 50 years. Yeah. What, yeah. what else are you? Gonna and all your friends are gone. Yeah. And else? you're like, well, now my, I'm about to lose the last friend I have, my spouse, and I want to go with them. Yeah. You know. I don't have any problem with that, I, I, but I've never had a problem with euthanasia. I know that's kind of a touchy subject, but I, we uh, know you don't have a problem with euthanasia. <laughs> well, you are on today. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on fire. <laughs> Speaking of which, oh no, I should talk. We don't talk about the crafting anymore. Um, <laughs> but I, I've got a story about my old apartment complex. I got two stories for it, real quick. Um, oh, those both in Boulder? No, no, no. This was um, CityGate downtown by the ballpark when I lived there. Um, city gate city okay. gate it's it's right built it's basically if you go uh past course 
outside of home, or if you go down the right, the like twentieth. All right, I'm lost already. Yeah, you go. Yeah, you probably take like twentieth to uh, Lawrence. It, it's where basically the parking lots extend to, and then you, you get um, right down Broadway there, and it turns the corner and goes up in the Five Points. Um, so Citygate was right there. So I heard what sounded like a gunshot, and I thought it was a firecracker at three in the morning at once. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the coroner. The, the the then coroner said no. He's like, no, you heard a gunshot. Somebody shot himself in that apartment. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. And then uh, one lady died in the apartment. And then I actually have a picture of this because I got there uh, right after it happened. Uh, some dude was going to court. He was going to go away to jail for 30 years for, I don't know if it was domestic violence, rape, child molestation. But he was going to get sentenced to 30 years. Drove his BMW up to the top floor of the parking garage. Uh, which is five stories. And basically I talked to one of the girls that saw it. He did a face first swan dive and hit the pavement and died. Oh, that's the only way I would go, dude. I wouldn't risk a gunshot because you don't always kill yourself and then you're debilitated and you're suffering through what you're suffering through. So yeah, I have, I have a picture of the blood splatter that they, that that they couldn't get up. Faces of death, baby. Yeah. They couldn't get it up. So, but yeah, I, I, I got those from there. 30 years. I can understand, man. If you're looking at 30 years, you know, you may not get a sweetheart deal like Manafort, I mean, thirty years is a long time, man. It is, and, and thirty. And Anwar, he probably won't even do half that. No, he won't. But I mean, thirty years. Let's see. I mean, if you're thirty and you get thirty years, it's sixty when you get out. And I mean, maybe you get out a little bit earlier for good behavior, but count on that. You know, right. do you want to count on getting out? You know, still, the part of your life that's really worth living is going to be over. Yeah. You know, I mean. And there's a part of that story that I actually can't tell because I was. Yeah, off air, I'll tell that part. <laughs> ah, so you were involved. Okay, well, we'll just keep no, it at I that for involved. now. I wasn't involved. It's just, <laughs> we'll just leave it Out of that. respect for the deceased. No, out of respect for someone that I know. <laughs> do, you, do you think it's kind of a shocker, though, That's... about King, King Felix not starting? No. You think he would, would you start Paxton? Well, they don't, oh, no, have, he's in, he's in they don't have him anymore, yeah. So who's their second starter? Um, and I haven't paid attention question. to the Mariners that much. I mean, they made a lot of trades this year, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I don't know who's going to start. Just click on the story. I'm sure it'll tell you. But, uh, yeah, they got the kid from, from the Yankees. I don't think he's going to start opening day. But uh, Sheffield, right? Justice Sheffield. Well, this is the ESPN one. I probably shouldn't use that because ESPN is terrible. It's outdated, yeah. Oh, they do have J.P. Crawford on here, though. Oh, and oh. D. Gordon. That's where D. Gordon went. Yeah, I like him there. Um, interesting. So they have Marco Gonzalez, UC Kikuchi, Felix oh. Hernandez, Wade LeBlanc, and Mike Leake. Mike Leake has still got a starting I job. Know, right? Man. That, that could, uh, the Kikuchi's from Japan. I think he's an older guy, but he was like a – he was pretty successful oh, over there. So we'll see. Yeah, that's just not an not an impressive pitching staff. But no. I mean, the Marco well, the Marco come from the from the Astros, Marco Gonzalez. Uh, he was there last year, and then yeah. before that, I think he was either the White Sox or the Rangers. I forget one or the other, possibly, possibly the White Sox. So that would be my guess, but I could be wrong. Well, those guys, no, St. Louis and Seattle. Okay, interesting. Well, there you go. Wow, why did I think he was a Astro? Maybe I'm thinking of Marwin Gonzalez, but he's not a pitcher. No. Yeah, you know how the things all get mixed up in your head. Um, so, 
guys, uh, it's it's we're coming up on the top of the hour. I figured we'd kind of jump back into the trivia question here again. Uh, I don't know the answer. Uh, I know Mark doesn't, so this must be a JP question. Uh, but I'll review here. Brandon Holtby of the Capitals just became the second fastest to 250 wins in just 409 starts. Who is the goalie that is number one, and how many games did it take? So I have two guesses because they're basically the only two goalies I know by name, and they're obviously good players. But I don't want to monopolize. Do you want to? No, take a first go for guess? it. You go. Yeah. So my first guess will just be our hometown boy Patrick Waugh from the Colorado Avalanche. Is that right? No. And then my other guess would be Martin Brodeur from the New York Devil or New Jersey Devils. No. All right, I, I, those are good guesses. They are, that's, they are. That's who I, you know, Patrick Waugh was probably my number one choice. But since I, I know, know JP. Many, I don't know how many wins 250 is. So I don't know if that's a lot or if that's a huge number or a good number. Well, in 409 starts, that's a pretty good percentage. That is. And they, they, they beat yeah. my flyers. That's, <laughs> that's, get, get that yeah, part. that's a okay. 60 win percentage, you know, 60%. So. I'm going to have to go just knowing JP and, and, <laughs> and not knowing many goalies. <laughs> uh, I'll go with a guy named Ron Hextall. You know, that's a really good guess knowing me, but that is incorrect. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. I think you've got us stumped. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It is uh, Ken Dryden of the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, yeah. And he did it in 381 games. That's impressive. It was. Because Holtby beat the Flyers. The Flyers went down 5 nothing. pulled their goaltender, brought in. <clears throat> the guy they just brought in that they used to have before. They made a valiant effort, came back to 5-3. They needed the points. They didn't get the win. Um, you know, Holpe, Holpe's knock was he couldn't win the cup, but he won the cup last year. He's one of the best goaltenders in the game. Make no mistake about it. So, yeah. he's, he's so, just right on Excuse my ignorance. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Avalanche came from the Nordiques? Yes, Quebec. Okay. Yeah. Are the Canadians still a team? Or did they go to a different city? Oh, no, oh, no, no. They're a team. They're still a team. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can honestly say I watched probably four. They're kind of like the so. Boston Celtics of yeah, the NHL. In, in, oh, in, in fact, I think, yeah. I think they're the old Montreal Forum. I, I wish I could have ever seen that place because they said it was amazing. But their, their arena now holds 23,000 people because in Montreal, you, you, you go to the Canadian. Yeah. I mean, you just do. It's a, it's a way of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad they don't have that baseball team still because it sounds like, sound like a good city. You Montreal. Know? Oh, yeah. some of the rest strip joints in the in the world are there. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Well, those poor women. They, they must... speak French there too. Yes. Ooh. Uh, that's even uh, Yeah. Uh, you know, Give the, me that down downward slide on the pole. Well, that, you know, on the plus side, because it's so cold up in Canada, you know, it, it's always chickens done. You know, at the strip club, so that's always a plus. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I was actually in a. Uh, we went to uh, Quebec in one of our club trips in high school. Um, French speaking. Absolutely, it's so old and beautiful. The architecture, I can still remember it. It was just unreal. This the the whole city and and the tightness of it and just the the French style architecture. It was gorgeous. And how close is Montreal to, to Toronto? Uh, you, Toronto's in the middle of Canada. Montreal is right above uh, Buffaloish, kind of. Okay. Okay. You know, they were talking about Buffalo and uh, Antonio Brown. No, I'm sorry. Buffalo and Toronto are right there. Montreal's over on the other. Yeah. Oh, so Toronto's pretty far east, too, then. Yeah. When I say middle, it's kind of middle. There's nothing really in there except like Saskatchewan. (laughs) Saskatchewan. Um, The uh, 
because Antonio Brown was rumored to be a trade was completed for the Bear, Bills, and like he's he he quashed it and was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to go Buffalo. play in Buffalo. And oh, then I think the Bills quashed all it too. These, they said it didn't make sense for them. Yeah. Well, then why did they reach out? That seems odd. Well, I, I think they didn't get what they wanted. Yeah, uh, that's why that's the, that's, that's in the reverse. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but. There was like all these fans on like the Instagram for uh, a sports center, right? Who posted that story, you know? And they're all just like, hey, Buffalo's like one of the greatest places to play. And it's one of the most, you know, respected franchises in terms of treating players and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's still Buffalo. You're still telling people they have to go live in Buffalo for half of the year, if not more. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying Buffalo is a bad city, but. I'm still not sure why they have a football team. I mean, I, they don't have any other sports well, that like I know Green of. It's like Green Bay, probably, you know. Where yeah, like how, how they even get there. But uh, Great great chicken wings they hear up in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's still, I mean, I just, why would you want to <laughs> play I, I, there? I, I, you know? mean, I mean, if you want to sit in four foot of snow and eat your chicken wings. You know why I would yeah, want to play just... there? Because it's an NFL team. <laughs> I would yeah, but you're a superstar. There. Yeah, I know. You want to go play somewhere where you get you pressed. Have your, you have a choice, exactly. Yeah. Where do you where do you think Antonio wants to play? Because I'm mean, obviously the rumor right now is he's going to the Raiders. But do you think he well, wants to play at the Raiders? Yeah, I'd say yeah. Why not? It's, it's going to be Vegas. That's true. Yeah, I, I like I said, you know, I, the Broncos and the Raiders. I, I I'm going to separate them both because I am a I am little Johnny Vegas over here. I love the town, and when the Raiders move there, I'm going to like the Raiders. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I just, you know, it could be huge, right? That team's got three first-round picks. Pick up three first-round picks, get Antonio Brown. You've already got your quarterback. Well, you know? and here's a surprising story is they say Green Bay has never been in the running for him or talked about him. Mm-hmm. Even, though the, even though the rumor was there all over Yeah, all the rumor's been there, but imagine, yeah. imagine him on Green Bay. Yeah, it's Man. a good fit. And Le'Veon Bell keeps dropping hints on Twitter about the Eagles. He he's doing it every single day. Yep. Yep. I wonder why I this is I guess thinking that they're a winning team would be a better fit for him, but I just don't. How, how could the Eagles have the money? Well, they just traded um, uh, Bennett Bennett to the the Patriots, and he was big money. I guess he was big money. Um, I think they, with Nick Foles going and clearing up that space, that's twenty million they cleared. Um. They might have the money to get him, but I mean, he is literally coming out and, just and, and can't he's imagine him taking it. that kind of a cut. He'd probably have to take a a, a, a proactive signing bonus or pro, protracted, excuse me. It'd have to be like really spread out. Well, and, well for think, which team? If you went to the Eagles. Well, yeah. think about the upside to this. If you play with the Eagles, you're going to play New York twice so you get the publicity in new york you're going to play dc twice you get the dc publicity and you're going to play oh, dallas i'm not, I'm not twice, questioning why dallas he would want to play in that division i'm questioning how the money because that's obviously was a big factor to him was the money and feeling he yeah. was disrespected by the gm do i think he's going to wind up there no well i i'm just trying to figure out like how see i wonder if he has any concept of what the cost of it would be you know, because like when the Broncos, they were talking about the Broncos getting them, it was the yeah. same problem. It's like, well, well you don't have no money left over to do anything after those that. Those guys' egos, they, you know, in his head, he's probably like, yeah, Philly really wants me. They'll trade somebody away so they can, or release somebody so they can right. get the money that they need to sign me. And, and they like, know, God, the dead I money mean, hit. gosh, they know I left Pittsburgh because of the money. So they're going to pony up, you know, that's, that's what's going through his head. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. 
I, like but I, said, I just don't. Think I don't think it would be a bad fit for the team oh. or for him. I think they'd oh. be a good. It'd be a nice combination. I think there's a lot of teams that would love to have him, but I, will they pay it? And can they pay it? You mm-hmm. know, um, I don't know. Maybe it's, offer him a Bobby Bonilla type deal, and they will give you 1.9 million until you're 75 years old. That's just unbelievable. You know. Boy, Bobby, contact me if you want to pay off some student loans. I'd be happy to uh, take a little bit of that 1.9 off your hands. For those of you that don't understand the Bobby Bonilla contract situation, look it up on Google. It's fascinating. Oh, listen to our show last week, right? Yeah, Yeah, it was like a 40-year deal, right? It was a a $5.9 million buyout. And they couldn't afford it at the time because they had gotten taken in the Bernie Madoff scheme. Yes, so right. they offered the little, to yep. instead they offered to pay him 1.9 million a year for 20, oh no, 36 years. 36 yeah. years. And uh, so he'll be getting paid what a two years after Bryce Harper's next contract ends, right? Isn't that I what think it, was? it was? Two years. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Is that what we said I last think, week? I think it was two years. Yeah. So. Yeah, oh, that's insane. It's just it's just crazy. Um. Anyway. Uh, we should probably jump into fans here so we don't run out of time. Best, yeah. best agent ever. One of you guys yeah. said that when that, that uh, resonated with me. <laughs> I'm sure that that agent is, uh, I mean, you could almost retire yourself because you're getting 10% a year. <laughs> so you're getting 190 grand. Yeah, that's the best deal anybody's ever made. Right I mean, there. my goodness, just, oh. I am just, once again, I am in the wrong business. Uh, so, Fantasy, we hit shortstop last week, so we'd like to hit third base this week. And like I said, we'll probably jump in a little bit into uh, a little bit of uh, in a little bit of outfield to make sure that we, because we're going to run out of time quickly here. We really only have this show and next show. Um, so, we, you know, we, we're, we, it's going to be hard to cover all this stuff. Um, we're, we may, if we can come up with time, uh, one day after work, either next week or the week after, we're going to try and do a fantasy special for an hour or two. Uh, can't promise it'll be that long, but just maybe just do a quick review of the top 20 or the top two rounds, uh, you know, review, especially how important pitching is and some of the sleepers and, uh, you know, sleeper used to be a big thing in fancy baseball. It used to be, you know, you found this, this gem in the rough that you can get really late and they don't really exist anymore. Only from the standpoint of there's no such thing as a real true sleeper. You know, if you're in a good league like ours, where the people know what they're doing, you're not going to find ever more than half of the team players or team uh, GMs don't know a player. And that includes guys in the minors like, El, you know, uh, Jimenez or, or Black Guerrero or some of the other guys, or, you know, uh, Verdugo and some of the other guys that are in the minors. They're, they're going to know who they are. They're, you're not going to trick them. What it really comes down to these days is trying to just find that guy who's going to give you fifth round value at an eighth or ninth round draft pick price or conversely uh, a 10th or 11th round value at a 16th or 17th round choice. So that's what you're really looking for in terms of a sleeper these days. You're just trying to maximize the value of later players. So you're able to take established players early. Um, One thing that happens to me often, and Nate can attest to this is taking players too early that I think are going to all break out. And Oftentimes they do break out, but either they don't break out as much as you were hoping or worse yet, they don't break out until June. And then they have an amazing finish of the season. But in the meantime, you're fine. You find yourself two and six and, and almost no chance to get back into your division race. Yep. So the key is, you know, getting that depth. And I, I, I think personally it's getting, you can take players that maybe had a down year last year and you think they will bounce back. But early on, you got to take more established players than you do take risk on guys breaking out or busting out because it just doesn't happen as often as it, it happens less often than it doesn't happen. And like Nate, you know, you took Trey Turner, right. And he was kind of a hype pick. Uh, I don't know if that last year or two years ago. Oh, last year. And, yeah. you know, and then I guess 
maybe it was the year before that he was the first, he jumped into the first round out of nowhere because he had a great, you know, three month tryout or whatever in the big leagues. And you really, you can't do that. You can't compare a three month extrapolation to a whole season. There's fatigue, there's injuries, there's slumps, there's videotape well, on the player now. You can do it, but you just doesn't may have not, an option. Yeah. You may not have much success with it. Yeah. So um, anyway, that just kind of my two cents. Now, what do you think, Nate? Like, what's your philosophy? A little, just like a, a broadband philosophy heading into this season. Yeah. You know, strategies obviously vary depending on how your league works and how the scoring works, you know, just kind of a brief overview of this league that we've been in for a number of years. It's, it's a pretty high point scoring league. So, you know, you get a point for every hit. Uh, if it's a double, it's two, a triple, it's three, a homer, it's four and so forth. RBIs runs, that stuff all counts as a point. Steals are worth three. So steals hold a lot of water in our league. Absolutely. Uh, and then pitching, you know, it's a it's a it's a third of a point for each half uh, each third of an inning. I'm sorry, a half point for every third, third of, point. No, a third of a point. Oh, no, I, I see what you're saying. It's a half a right. point it's, for a it's third a, of 1. an inning. One point five points for an inning per an out, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you get ten points for a win. So that win is huge, right? And then five points for a loss. So. Um, and three points for a save. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Right. No, it's. I think it's five for a save. It is five. Jeez, is it up that much? Yeah. Yeah, so that's – okay, just to give you kind of a brief overview, but, you you know, you start five pitchers each week, starting pitchers and two relievers, and then one at each position along with a, a middle infielder, a corner infielder, a DH, and a utility, which could basically be anybody, right? Yeah, anybody, so, yeah. Um, you know, the, the running theme in our league it just seems to be that youth wins out, you know. And, yes, you could overdraft guys sometimes like a Trey Turner – but you also underdraft guys like Ronald Acuna, you know, who probably could have – that guy had a huge half of the season last year, you know, that could have been drafted higher than he was. Well, you to wit, I drafted him, and he wasn't worth much because by the time he got good, my team was out of it. Sure. And so that's – the, the whole but, thing I'm trying to avoid this year is the same problem that's plagued me for like six years in a row, which is I have a fine team from week about seven on. But weeks one through six, my team are just a disaster, and I don't even know why ever. Yeah. I just always get slow starters. It's a long season, and so you do want to get off to a good start. So, you know, there's a, a lot of different strategies that somebody could employ, you know. But I do think youth is one thing that gives you uh, sustainability because you've got somebody that can kind of play the whole season out. Now, maybe not too young. You know, you got a pitcher that's something to consider because they probably haven't pitched 200 innings in a season before. Oftentimes a lot of those guys get shut down the last month. So and, and there are a lot of players mind when drafting. There's a lot of players out there now who at 26, which is still relatively young yeah. or 25 are in their fourth major league season. Sure. So then there's no fear that taking the youth movement then is great yeah. because it's a guy who's young and established. Well, it's I mean, the guy who's young and hasn't put his mark yet that I get, I, I want to caution people against, Overdrafting. It, to me, it seems like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado have been around for years. They're only 26 years old. Exactly. But they just, I mean, Bryce Harper has at least five seasons. Yeah. So, and yeah. he won an MVP already. And yes. Manny Machado came very close to one. Yeah. So, yeah, they're great and they're young as can be. I mean, yeah. So, that, I mean, those are the types of players you're looking at because they're consistent, you know. Now, Harper's a little less consistent, but Machado, I think, really has only had one bad season. And, uh, you know, those are the types of guys you're looking for in that first and second round, you know, go on to ESPN, you know, their, their top 25, top 30 will give you a pretty prime example of who those guys are, right. you know, and that's not, we're not here to tell you much about that. We just, and I'm hoping 
as much as I love the guy, and he's been great for me, really. In fact, the only guy I've ever drafted in a long time that has been great for me the whole year has been Machado. And I think I've gotten him three of the last four seasons, or maybe, I know, at least two in a row. Because you get and, good uh, value on him. I do. He always falls in the second round, and he's and not like he's in middle early of the second round or late. I got yeah. him. I got him in pick number. Was I pick number three last yeah. year? I got him in the second. Uh, took Benintendi in the third, who actually had a fantastic season. Yeah. Um, I think he might be. I don't think he's appreciated as much as he should be already. He's a good player. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I mean, boy, we got we're two weeks away. I'm already getting nervous. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, third base is probably the least debated position. I think I would say right now. Uh, I, I don't see how anyone could argue with the order that the guy has here for the points league in ESPN. Jose Ramirez, number one. Well, I mean, he could be the number one pick. So can't really argue there. Do you have any argument? Anyone? I, I mean, I think you <clears throat> one could argue no, uh, Nolan Arenado there just for the fact that he's consistently been a first-rounder more long-term than Jose Ramirez has. The guy's guaranteed 40 home runs. Well, what do you I think mean, about Alex Bergman? Uh, Bregman, yeah. Bregman, I'm sorry. Again, another guy that's just as good as Jose Ramirez has the same, a similar skill set, actually. Mm-hmm. But Bregman has done limit. it. But, yeah, he hasn't done it yet. But it hasn't done it right, right. for a long time yet. You know, I well, think Nolan done... Arenado, another one of those guys. He's only 27, but he's he's hit 40 home runs basically five years in a row. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost a guarantee that you're going to get yeah. that from he missed, him. In he missed. Field. He missed 40 this year. Maybe he got close. Well, 39. 36 or... Oh, I thought it was 39. I thought it was 30, 30, somewhere Is between it? 36 and 39. Really? Pretty sure 39. But either way, you're, you're guaranteed. Yeah, you're guaranteed <laughs> basically, you know, 40 home runs, give or take one or two. Oh, like, 38. Yeah, 38. Hey, I, I, I did find out this yeah. year that uh, Nolan Arenado did to me what. Uh, Miguel Cabrera did to me both times I drafted him that he was a good player, not the one time I drafted him that he was just a joke. Um, uh-huh. And that is that they had unbelievable second halves, but they were terribly inconsistent in the first half. And again, if that is that is a killer, man. You've got to be careful about that. That has killed me year after year. You got to have early performers. And you know, Nate, you had the the unfortunate experience like a three or four year stretch where your teams were magnificent up until about July. And then they just went down the tubes. So, I mean, there is a, there is the flip side to that. Absolutely. But I'd at least have it. I'd rather be in it and lose than not be in it and get bored early because nothing's more frustrating than when you, your fantasy team is yeah. out of it by the midseason. Well, I think know? it's a good, a good, you know, it tells you that you've got to make adjustments to your team, you know, throughout the season. You can't just sit on your guys, you know, unfortunately, but you know, it's a 22, 23 week regular season for fantasy. You know, that's a long time. So you, like Mark mentioned, you may have guys, they get hot the first six, eight weeks, and then they don't do squat the rest of the season. Or you get a guy that's just terrible for two months, you trade him away, and then he blows up in the second half. So yeah, you got to try to, you know, make some moves. You watch the waiver wire, make some trades, you know, make, you know, those are the types of things that you've uh, mix up your lineup. And, a and those bit. guys that can be drop off guys that having a great start to the year, they're still worth having because they can give you that first, you know, two or three week bump. Um, some names that really come to mind are uh, if you're not, if you're, if you're brand new to fantasy baseball, you may not know his name, but Emilio Benefacio, this guy three uh, seasons in a row starter, yeah. had, the first like six weeks, monster seasons. 
didn't do jack shit afterwards. Right. But he was all three years, man, he was just crazy out of the gates. He yeah. just was a fast starter. And you know what? He helped people get an extra couple of wins. And that yes. those two wins make a difference. Uh another player, Eric Thames. Now he's still a startable player. And he didn't have a disaster after the start, but I mean, going through the first month and a half, he was a no doubt number one MVP of the entire league. And he ended up finishing probably 10th or 12th. I mean, he just, you know, it just faded. Um, There's one other guy that came to my mind and I can't think of him who he is. Um, Yelich. Well, did Yelich not have a, Yelich had a great year. He did. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm thinking about the guys that have the great start and then fade. Yeah. I don't know. There's one other guy. Who was that guy that was? It was either I think it was the Cardinals. It was some white dude, like a like a ginger, and he uh, was just <laughs> crushing home runs. Was this the Orioles? Maybe mm. I had him on my bench because I just picked him up as like a waiver wire thing. Yeah, I and can't the guy that is, the guy but... hit like 12 home runs in 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 April or yeah. something like that. What was his name? Chris something. Um, I don't know. Anyway those guys can make a big difference. So, you know, one and two on this list are Jose Ramirez and old Nolan Arenado. Again, that it, you can't really argue that. Now, Jose Ramirez was the highest point scorer in fantasy last year. Um, he crushed it. I mean, these guys' numbers were incredible. He actually scored more than uh, Mookie Betts. And at least in, our, in the points league, he did. Uh, just in a, a crazy season, 730 or 740 in total points. Just a monster, monster year. It's hard to expect that again. But it's hard to expect a massive decline because two years ago he did very, very well. He had like low 600s. So there's, you wouldn't think this guy's not going to score you in the 650 range. So uh, obviously where he goes in the draft is going to be interesting this year. He's I never agree. been a first rounder I, yet. I think a lesson to take away, though, from this is you can't expect a guy to do this year what he did last year. You can't base your draft on that because you're not, not going to happen. You know, only there's probably five or ten guys at the top that will give you that. I, you know, Nolan Arenado being one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're drafting for consistency, maybe more than you are for upside, you know, a Mike Trout, uh, barring an injury, he's going to give you that, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, you, you're just not going to get that from those from very many guys. It's like with Jose Altuve, right? I mean, Jose Altuve has been one of the most consistent reliable guys for four or five years and he was a disaster last season yeah. and it just happens you know you, it's just it's going to happen you'd think you would have thought that i had drafted altuve for what happened to the poor guy so <laughs> but uh actually Yo, Arenado, over there. almost got the himself cooler, an MVP. Him the cooler yeah and uh you know like i like i know i'm going to be tempted to take trevor's story this year and i just i, I can't let myself do it because i know what'll happen i'll get his in between that here. guy is good yeah well We'll see. Not if I draft him. He is good. He'll be the disaster. I don't care. Again. I don't care who. I'll make a bold statement right now. I don't care who drafts him. <laughs> the guy's gonna be good. Well, I mean, I certainly hope so. I, I mean, for the Rockies' sake, I hope so. I won't yeah. draft him just because I know what'll happen if yeah, I draft. Shortstop him. Shortstop is. I, I'm. I'm disappointed I wasn't here last week because that's the most. I think it's the most fun and deep position at the top in mm. in fantasy baseball this year. Just off, my, the top, off the top of your head, who's your number one? It's a, it's a tough question. You know, uh, I mean, I think Lindor is there. I think, does Machado qualify? I believe Machado does qualify yeah. because they, that's where he played in L.A. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who else is there? Uh, now, it was Bregman, I think, we found did not qualify. He was two starts short. short. Yeah, right. Short. 
Jose Ramirez, I'm pretty sure does qualify. Oh, really? Wow. I think so. Uh, that Trey makes Turner. Sense. So valuable. You know? Yeah, we, Trey who Turner. Who do we say was number one last week? Oh, oh, Lindor was Lindor number one. Was, yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. So I'd say, you know, that's who I would say is Lindor. But, uh, man, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of talent. A lot of good ones. A lot of talent. Yeah. 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 Be, I mean, we could see more shortstops go in the first I think two rounds. Carlos Correa, seen. he could be number one there. And he's way down the list. That's what's so nice about it is that's a well, great talent. There's a guy. There's a guy that just has too much talent and hasn't had his breakout yet. No, you know. So I, you had know, that amazing and he's still cup young. Of he's only what twenty four, twenty five. I don't even uh, think he's. I wonder. He might be twenty six. He might 27? be twenty six. Because he's been playing for a while. I mean, he just. He has. I, yeah, I don't know how old he is exactly, but I, I if I had to guess, I would say twenty five, maybe twenty six. But uh, that guy, you know, there's a t- that's the type of player you want to try to get in your draft, in my opinion, is a guy that's got a ton of talent, hasn't quite had his big breakout season. Mm-hmm. Like Jose Ramirez, you get him this year, you got him a year too late, in my opinion. I think right. he's still going to be fantastic. But you're only getting value. You're, you're, not, you're not getting a bargain. You're not going to get what you got last year, man. That's just highly unlikely, you know. So that's the kind of thing to keep in mind is looking at these young guys that maybe they didn't, you know – quote unquote blow your load you know last year (laughs) but uh i you know i think that's what you got to look for in these drafts i think byron buxton is another name the guy just hasn't quite broke out yet you know and yeah we've a a lot of us have taken a shot on him but he could be terrible he could be you know again he could be but you just know that he could he he could be a 40 40 man if he put it all together at least 30 30 i mean he's just uh Uh, too talented so good call on correa he is 24 yeah, and he's only got four years' experience. That kind of surprised me. It's like he's been around for longer. Yeah, he's so, young. And here's the other point: is he's only played a hundred, more than 110 games one time in four years. So that's that's why so his value. Is, yeah, you do know need to know that. But you know what? He's probably going to get you 24 homers. He's probably going to get you 20. 75, 80 RBIs, uh, steals. He's going to get you. Well, he doesn't get steals anymore at all. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, he had so many good, he had decent steals his first two years, and then, boy, nothing. He doesn't hit any steal or doesn't steal any bases anymore. Yeah, he's so. had some injuries. I think a lot of that has to do with that. Yeah, but, bad average was down to two thirty nine last year, so plenty of value out there. Yeah, at the at Correa, at Correa, uh, like you're saying, you know, don't get too bogged down. But you know what? Look at a player. If it's a player that you think in your mind this guy could produce eighth round value, and you can get him in the eleventh round. That's what you do. Yes. I mean, you get that value and get depth. Yeah. Do not lessen take away from this. Do not pay for last year's numbers. Yeah. Um, so nope. to wit, uh, number three on the list is Javier Baez. This guy qualifies for a few positions. He won the RBI he title last year. Short as well. I think so. Yeah. Boy, is that shortstop is deep, fellas. Wow. Yeah. You could you could really you could draft Javier Baez, Jose Ramirez, and Nolan Arenado, and I think you'd have second, third, and short. <laughs> Covered. Wow, isn't that? And there's something? also uh, Anthony Rendon, and he may get you a couple of positions. Again, look at the rules in your league. In our league, the rule is 10 games that year at a position, or last year, 30 games at that position. Qualify. Uh, that's there, a pretty yes. common thing, is the 30 games last year. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it's frustrating. You, get, you see a guy with 27 starts at another position, you can't start him. That's what you can't do. Uh, there used to be a big, this, this didn't used to be a big deal in the infield as much as it was a big deal at catcher. And you'd have guys qualifying at catcher that played first base or outfield. And that was always a huge bargain because 
uh, offensive catchers are hard to find, especially ones that start all the time. Yeah, no, no a big and, one just went down too. <laughs> uh, Perez. Yeah, yeah, he had he had successful surgery, but yeah. So if you but he's out for you, the year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you uh, if you were a fan of Salvador Perez, uh, or if you're a Kansas City fan, sorry, that's just what one of the few bright spots you had, and he's gone. So, um, where is did Mustakas go back to the Milwaukee? He is a Brewer still. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's not on this list, but that's another guy to keep in your mind as a nice backup or a nice yes. corner infielder. Mustakas has got a little pop, man. He's got, yep. he'll drive in some runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they have, after that, they have Alex Bregman, which we talked about last week at nauseum, a great player. And obviously all the potential in the world. The up and up, yep. um, then they've got Anthony Rendon. Now that guy has had a seesaw career, but it's never been seesawed down as low as people seem to act like it has. He's never been a bad player. He's not really had bad years except for when he got hurt. And I think that he, I think that the upside on him is always bigger than people give him credit for. Yeah. Uh, you had him last year, did you not? Uh, no, two years ago. Oh, it was two years ago. Uh, I had him actually. I've had him a bunch, but I had him in, in the one year he was bad. So that was <laughs> that was disappointing. But uh, he's, but yeah, he's pretty consistent. You know, at a at a tough tougher position. So, uh, you know, again, third base is a pretty deep position man it's deep much deeper than second and first uh so yeah second scary this year yeah and first isn't super deep either it's not it's not it's, it's like kind of yeah. like a top heavy four and then yeah and then go Oop, lost my catcher there yeah and, and catcher is not deep either so you know you this this is where you know i in my opinion that you can sacrifice a little bit because there isn't a huge difference between a Javier Baez and a Chris Bryant, you know, that are, you know, five separated, you know, on this list. Especially if you're willing to, you know, ignore last year's numbers for Bryant, then you look back to his earlier numbers of his career. He could, you know, he could have a great year. I mean, the guy was an MVP, you know, but boys, I've boy, done last it two year, years, two years are a, pretty bad. I've done it two years in a row, fellas, because I took Bryant with my p- first pick two years ago. Okay. And then he was terrible, you know. <laughs> and then I took uh, the guy from Washington, uh, Turner, last year, and he was—I wouldn't say uh, terrible because he was good, but he was no, he played most of the year, oh. but he just wasn't a first-round pick, right? You know, right? He wasn't a first-round pick. Yeah, it, it's just so hard to predict. And then what's really odd on this list is you don't see um, your boy, uh, uh, Donaldson, on here at all. And I don't know if that's because he missed so much time last year. Yeah. But, I mean, his injuries. All, all factors point to him being healthy so far, I thought, I think. Yeah. And the uh, same thing with like uh, AJ Pollock, you know, for the Dodgers, who's been spent most of his career hurt, he's having a monster spring. Of course, you know, baseball is, a, is not a sprint; it's a marathon. So these right. guys could still peter out. But right. um, interesting that that Donaldson's not even on this list. And also interesting is that they put Vlad Guerrero Jr. over Chris Bryant. Boy, that's that's almost a slap in the face that uh, Chris Bryant maybe needs it. Maybe he needs that slap in the face and being like, "Look, you are now below a rookie." who hasn't played in the majors. I might know less about baseball than a lot of people, but I watch Chris Bryant bat. I don't know how you can have success with that stance. He really, really crouches down. If you can't, yeah, you're right. Bagwell did it, but I just, boy, it's unusual for guys to have success that crouch like that. Seems like it would be tiring. 
not just tiring, but I think it's hard on your body. I also think it's tougher to generate power. I truly do believe that it's tougher to generate power that way. Well, and, and mm-hmm. not just power, it's tougher to generate speed. And momentum. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, if you're crunched down, trying to get your hips through is, yeah. is, is I just, yeah, kind of whack. All right. And I don't think, you know, you're not at your ultimate position to be able to generate yeah. power. Yeah. Like when you generate as much power as you can, you're usually fully extended. You know, what I mean by that is, you know, you're able to really drive through the pitch. And I feel like that really inhibits you by crouching, you know, or it makes it a little more difficult to come out of the crouch into that extension. You know, that's just my opinion. I could be crazy, but as a a batter, I don't like to have a a hard crouch. I like to put all my weight on my back foot and crouch onto that knee. Yes. But then, yes, Yes. I like to extend because every home run I ever hit in softball, every single one was a full extension swing. It was never my favorite pitch is the inside pitch. I don't ever hit homers on those. It's always the ones out over the plate where you get the fat part of the barrel on it and you get maximum speed through the through the zone. Yeah, you got to get those. You got to get your front hip opening up with that motion. Yes, and not do what I do sometimes, which is step in the bucket outside and pull my sure. Cause me to pull my head and shoulders, which right. you know. But yeah. yeah, but baseball is a cruel game, guys, as we know. And another guy that I, I Chris Bryant, love him, love <laughs> right. him this year. This year I, I like have, him because I, he could fall man. as far as the yeah. fourth. You know, that's that's getting oh good even value. farther. If he falls further than the fourth, boy, but you get him in the fifth, that's just a, a gem, steal. man. That's like getting Andrew Luck it's last year steal. in the sixth round in football. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Guerrero, he may not play till June. Right. So I mean, it's a risk with him. Guerrero, I do think he has a ton of upside. If you're great. able to be deep at this position and hold him on your bench for a while, great, do it. Sure, if you can get him in the in like the eighth or the ninth round, yeah, great. But well, I, someone's going to take him early. You mentioned a couple guys not on this list. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you you grab a Vlad where you grab him, but then down the list of ways you're grabbing. You know, one of those fellas, Donaldson that, or, something, or a yeah. Moustakis, you know, right. that's not that's not here. Yeah, but cycle him in. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's somebody. I mean, yeah, that's, it never your team for depth. It never hurts know? to have that guy right. coming into your team in midseason. That is a monster. It's good if you're already options. good, you know. It, uh, yeah, he, he, he. I mean, and and the hype on this guy is unbelievable. Yeah. So that that worries me. That's what worries me a little bit. Well, yeah, that we all know who is, his father is, and uh, he just yeah. Went to, Went Boy, into the Hall of Fame a couple of years got ago. The, uh, if he's got the plate coverage of his dad, Ooh. then uh, this guy's going to be one of the best, one of the best bad ball hitters ever. Oh yeah, never wore a batting glove. I saw him hit one off the ground. I'm sure. Well, I saw Manny Ramirez hit a home run off a ball that bounced, and it's legal. I mean, yeah, that's your fault as a you pitcher. You bounce it, it. Yeah, so, you know, it's and if hilarious. you swing at it, it's I, a strike. I right, saw Ryan right. Howard hit a sandwich uh, out over uh, the left field wall. At Coors Field one year. I mean, he literally that took it off the is, plate. That, that dude is huge. He was a big, big fella. The guy was just raw power, man. They got like Hack Wilson, just raw strength. Well, I've never seen a ball hit where uh, in batting, I went to batting practice the one time the Phils were here a couple of years ago. He hit it off the signboard in the upper deck in right field, and the ball was still going up. Yeah. That's how hard he hit it. I don't think I've <laughs> ever seen, we've never had someone hit something into the rock pile yet, have we? That's probably just too high and too Boy, far. Boy, that's a really... No, someone did. That's a, rock file? Yeah. that's a really long shot. I Somebody mean, he, did. The dead center yeah. is like 430 and hitting into the fountain. So you'd have to hit it oh, 450 that's gotta and be, it has to be I, high. I'd say it's 470 to the rock pile. I, no, I, no I was, I'm sorry. I was saying 
to where the fountain is at Coors oh, Field. That's about 450. It. Yeah. Um, and then you have to, but not only do you have to go backwards to the rock pile, but you have but to go up to be high another, another No, I mean, there's, there's been a couple guys that have hit it basically right out of the park. I mean, if I'm in the rock crazy. pile, I feel like yeah. I'm sitting on, you know, over on Pecos and, and uh, 36 yeah. there. No, I'm pretty sure there's been a couple hit right if you have out a ticket, of there. If you have a ticket to the rock pile, then what you're doing is walking around the stadium that, <laughs> looking for other seats. Who's that's the one? I always sneak down right behind the the, the visiting team dugout because the ushers never t- pay pay attention at all. Who is? No, they used to not pay man, attention. There was somebody don't. that hit really? one. And the last time I went to a Rockies game, they were like hawks. I was like, Dude. oh, I was tenth row the last time. Yeah, I just because I used to always sneak down easy, you know. And then once the Rockies started getting good, then they started watching. A yeah, trying to, trying to. Those seats are very expensive. It's like there's nobody sitting here. Looks better on TV. Shut up, you know. Yeah. But uh, you, you just gotta wait for some them looking at somebody else's tickets, and you walk right past that's them. That's the key. Yep, that's <laughs> absolutely the key. Although sometimes they'll follow you, and they if they recognize you walking by. So um, I've seen it. You know, we, we, I've gotten. And then if I've you leave, if, if, you, if you leave your seats, you always say hi to them. Hey man, I'm like. I'll be right back, man. You want a popcorn? I'll get you a popcorn. <laughs> yep, yep. Once you're already in Scotch. Yeah, once yep. you're already in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, next on the list is Nate, Matt. We cut off Nate there, though. What do you oh. have to say? No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> well, what okay. was it? I don't know. I, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I don't know if I had break, anything. Break that chain of thought. It's yeah. pretty empty up there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rattle these marbles around for a minute and see what, see what pops up. Yeah, that's funny. Matt Carpenter's next on the list. Matt Carpenter's old. I didn't know this. I didn't realize it until last week we were talking about yeah. him. That guy's old, man. 33, like, 34. Yeah, like it's just boy, he could be he could be on the severe yeah. downturn he's for a, him. He's definitely a streaky player. To yeah, me, frustrating. To me, there's Mustakis, Shaw are uh, you know way better than Carpenter. Yeah. Matt Chapman, I think he's underrated. Yeah. That's the Oakland guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody yeah. truly – it's like when Donaldson played for the A's. He didn't ever get any respect either until oh. he went to Toronto. Yeah. And, like, like, can you imagine getting more respect in Toronto than you do in Oakland? Like, boy, they just hate Oakland, man. Did he win his MVP in Oakland? Donaldson? I don't know. You have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm pretty that, sure he won an MVP. I just can't remember if it was I, – He may – I don't know if he won an MVP, but he, he certainly could have. There was like a three-year stretch there where he was fantastic. I don't know that he ever won it, though. Pretty sure he won one. So, I hope so, though, because I like that guy. Quick question here. Um, we know the Raiders, obviously, are moving to Vegas. Did the A's get approved for a new ballpark yet? No, but they're still – they're not leaving Oakland as of yet. So, right, okay. Um, I mean, I, the, the owner likes in Oakland, so – and he never, he never spends money, and they still compete, so yeah, – they do. Yes, know. he won American League MVP award in 2015. So three seasons ago? Yeah. Yeah. Four, yeah. four really. Yeah. Wow. Well, good for him. Good for him. He's a great player, man. Or he sure he was. And hopefully he can be again. He just needs to not get healthy, not get hurt. So he needs to take those supplements, but just not the same ones that Wright was taking. Um, and then after Chapman is Travis Shaw. We talked about him last week. Yeah. Guy's an up and comer. Uh, I for a long time was mistaking him for that other Shaw guy or other or that Snyder, as I used to confuse him for Snyder. Uh, Shaw's young. He's only. I want to say 24, maybe, maybe 25. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's got what, what he has is probably a clear slot to playing time. And that's, that's really more important than anything else is if you're going to get at bats, if you're only going to get, you know, 400 at bats, you're not going to have a great year because you just don't have enough time to compile the stats. Uh, after that is Eugenio Suarez. Who does he play for? Is he a red? He is a red and it's uh, a Eugenio. 
I was going to say A Eugenio. Yeah. That's not how it's spelled, it's, though. It's spelled E U. Oh. I missed the U. Yes. I don't know if it was on that list. Yeah. A Eugenio. A Eugenio. Because, I mean, I, I took somebody from the Reds either last year or the year before hoping they were going to break out. And I can't remember if that's the same guy or not. Mm-hmm. Um, he played second back then. No, Barraza. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah. Okay, he got the steals, man. He, yeah. He just didn't get the. I hit. think he's another good pick this year. They're gonna they're gonna definitely take a step forward in Cincinnati. They added some some pieces, so we'll guess, see. Got a couple outfielders now, yeah. so yeah, uh, at least one that's startable. I, who's the second one they got? Because they got you know, oh Kemp. If Kemp is is healthy, they'll be okay. Yeah, you know Puig will yeah. well Puig will be good. I mean, we just know he's a good player, but Kemp, you know, after a a, a resurgent first half last year. Not much. So yeah. uh, I'm sure that's why the Dodgers got rid of him. Yeah. Uh, and then the last player that we have on the list is actually over 10, but uh, Miguel Andujar for mm-hmm. the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But, boy, I don't feel like it's been settled in New York who's going to be playing third base. So that's kind of a take a risk. You know, same thing with first base for them. I mean, that is it Volt or Voigt or how, I can't sure you say his Voigt. name. You know, he's com- he's competing with Bird, I yep. think. Yep. Um, and there's another guy that's competing. I think Andahar you know. could be considered at first as well. <sighs> well you know, they have I mean, so many players. It's hard to know what they're going to do with everybody. You know, Tulowitzki. And they can move them all around. Tulowitzki's probably going to play short to start the season. So what and are they going to do DD. with Glaber Torres? You have this guy that's uh, like one of the top. Well, actually, actually, they have him listed at second over DJ LeMahieu. Oh, wow. Currently, currently. Doesn't, I mean, that's what they're saying. Yeah. The Yankees haven't said anything. Yeah. So, but yeah, DJ LeMahieu, kind of crazy to think that he may have paid or, or, or taken a contract into a utility role hmm. from a team that he was a starter and won a batting title last year, two well, years ago. Well, maybe he just wants a title. You know, good for him. Yeah. Screw the Yankees, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Evil. Empire. If they were going to pay me, I'd play for him. Yeah. I, I, what I would be your, what would be your, you had a chance to go sign for a perennial winner like Yankees or Warriors or whatever, or you could go play for your favorite team and they'd pay you a little bit more. Where would you go? No, no, no. You, you said that backwards. It, play for your favorite team for a little bit less. No, I was saying that you have a chance to make less money and go play for an established team that you're probably going to win a title oh, with. Oh, I'm sorry. Or I'm take a little bit more money and go play for a team that was your hometown favorite. I think it sounds selfish because it is, and I would say I would play for my hometown team and take more money. I would, too. I would, too. Okay, cool. I'd be happy. <laughs> I'd be happy to win a title for my hometown team, but That's I would not sacrifice it, it just yeah. to go win a title somewhere else because – then I would feel like I'm a Durant. It's like, yeah, you're a great player, but you couldn't win it on your own. You had to go somewhere else to win it. You know, you didn't, you couldn't build a winner. You had to go to a pre-established winner. Yeah. And yeah, you made them great, but that's still a title. They were already great. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, is anyone ever going to think of Durant the way they would have, if he had won titles either in Oklahoma city or gone to another, another team? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, well, here, here's the point. This is why I say it. I mean, I worked for the Levi Iron Picks. It's in the Philly system, so yeah. I worked in the Philly system. But if you're Kevin, if you're yeah. Kevin Durant, would you rather say I won a title or I didn't win a title? Well, of course you'd rather win a title, but that's like saying that you can't win a title somewhere else. If but you, you know where? To... If, if I'm Kevin, just saying, if Kevin Durant wanted to play for his hometown team, do you know where it is? Uh, no. Is he from California? No. Hmm. Hmm. Durant, Texas, right? Durant? So. No. Oh, I was gonna say San Antonio. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know where. Well, he's yes, from. Nate. So is it Minnesota? DC. 
Oh, oh DC. So yeah, he'd, he'd have to bullets, go, huh? go play for the Wizards. They're not the Bullets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the Bullets. <laughs> I'll always call they, them the Bullets. They had to get rid of that name. Yeah, they did. The Wizards <laughs> is just such a stupid name. Um, you know, like, Although the just, Bullets is such a great name. That was great, dude. Especially because when Gilbert Arenas got caught with all those guns in his oh, locker, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, perfectly aptly named. <laughs> that guy, what a just a train wreck of a person. Uh, That's a good probably, player. That was probably the straw that broke the camel's back with the name Bullets. Probably, probably was, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> I wonder and, if it was. And I they, kind of they got it pulled. They pulled that name out before all the mass shootings started getting real common. So yeah, you know, they probably, probably they probably timed it well. Good call. I had forgotten all about Gilbert Arenas. Huh. Oh, Gilbert. <laughs> Well, any other names, Mark, that you can think of at third base? You know, I think of you mentioned Mustakis, you mentioned uh, uh, Donaldson. You know, there's a Miguel Sano in Minnesota. He could be a little bit of a sleeper this year. Yeah, that's interesting. He's not on the top twelve. Yeah, that's a nice little guy to get. Justin Turner. No. Justin Turner. No. Okay. This there's just, another. These are just guy. the top ten, top twelve. I mean, this is a deep yeah. position. Yeah, really. that's a good. That's another good guy that you could get some value out of. So he maybe was, that's maybe hurt. that's why Vlad is so high on the list because you could take him and get another guy three rounds, four sure. rounds yeah, later, sure. and and really be solid. I would I would take a risk on Vlad. I yeah. mean, the upside to Vlad is going to be absolutely insane. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Because he does have that that stretch at the at the bat, and so on and so forth. He has that talent. Yeah, it's in there. It's in his genes, it man. Is. Yeah. Or it came out of his daddy's genes. Yes, it did, <laughs> technically. <laughs> uh, you know, the points league, the only top 10 player that I'm really surprised still by is Freddie Freeman at number seven. Um, guy's got obviously got talent, but boy, he wasn't there. I don't think he did much last year. Was it last year the bad year? Wasn't he injured? At he was injured. Point? Yeah, he was because yeah. I had him last year. I think he probably only played a hundred games. Yeah, he he was injured for a, a good stretch. No, 2018 he played 162 games. It was the year before. Oh, the that. year before. He played 117 yeah. the year before. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what it was. Yep. So yeah. last year, uh, so last year he uh, 309 average, 23 homers, 98 ribbies. Uh, 10 steals, 130 strikeouts, 94 oh, he hit runs. hit that many home runs. I didn't think he hit that yeah. many. That's a, that's a few home runs he's hit in about four years. So, I mean, I, yeah. I mean not, I'm not saying he's a bad player, especially at a, at a weak position at third base. He's not bad. But He I qualifies just, at third? First base. Oh, okay. But I just don't know why he's, he'd be in the top ten of overall drafted players. Well, we're on Freddie Freeman, right? Yeah. yeah. He ended up playing third last year because they, someone moved into that first base Just, but just short uh, term. Short, yeah. I don't think he played 30 games there. He probably I'm not, I'm not played, sure, but I know he played. Yeah, he played a few. Third. I know they did because they brought in Matt Adams as a yeah, trade, yeah. and he got hot yeah, and hit right. a bunch that, of homers. So that's what it was. And then he, Freeman was coming off an injury; they yeah. wanted to get him in the lineup. Yes, I I remember, but I don't think he qualifies there, uh, if I had to guess. But uh, yeah, again, third base guys really deep this season. Just a ton of talent there. Uh, so maybe a position that you cannot maybe necessarily punt. But wait till you get towards, you know, the later rounds to take one, you know, with that tier system, I guess, if you look at it that way, like I said, you've got a Javier Baez all the way down to Chris Bryant. Those are all pretty similar players in that grouping. And that's four or five guys there. So yeah. it looks um, like he only had uh, 16 games at third. So okay. likely does not qualify for third base at your league. Although if he, you know, once you get 10 starts there, then you do. Yeah. Qualify. I don't think he's, that's even happen, a consideration though. for him to play there this year, but I could no. be mistaken. No, I don't. I don't see why it would. Be. Yeah, because they got they got that. they got Donaldson now to play third. So, 
All right, I was just going to skip down here to outfield and maybe let's take a look at the top 10 in outfield. Uh, like I said, we're maybe trying to do a specialty show uh, coming up here before the draft, try and help. Yeah, Mark and I were thinking about it, maybe doing just like a an hour show. Uh, we'd love to have some people call in and uh, just talk about like some of our strategies for this year, some of our sleepers. I know Mark hates the term, uh, you know, some of our busts and maybe a little bit about our own strategies uh, coming up for our draft. So, well, see if we can convince some guys from our league to call in. Yeah. And kind of voice their opinions. Knowing most of those guys, though, they'll be like, I'm not giving you any tips. I'm not going to let you know what yeah. we're doing. You guys do that for us on the radio. We love knowing what you guys are going to do coming to the draft. So that's why I've tried to keep my re- my research to a minimum so I can't be predicted. Um, so number one in the outfield, big shock, Mookie Beds. Okay. No, you know, no, no surprise there. Number two, Mike Trout. So, again, I think you I could argue he's number one. And he's probably the more consistent player that, you know, he's the safest player probably to take. Yeah. He's you know. a little injury prone. Yeah, he was injured little. last year. Yeah. yeah. Just hitting 27, so that's supposedly big year, right? He's, he's a stud. Which, these days, I don't think 27 is the year. I think, like, 25 is the year. Yeah, if you get Mike Trout after the third pick in the draft, it's a steal. Hell, if you get him in the third pick, it's probably a, a steal. steal. Yeah. Um, number four. Three, I just don't agree with this. I know he did great last year. J.D. Martinez. I just I, – I, I think it was he? magic in a bottle. 31. Okay. I just felt like he had magic in a bottle last year, and he's, he's always yeah. been a good player, but I don't I – mean, don't get me wrong, that wall really helps him, man. That is really his – that's right in his power alley, which is huge, man, because you hit it off that wall, it's automatically a hit. You he, know? He's a good fit, man, and I yeah. think he's an established player. The guy gives you 35 to 45 home runs every year. He's in a nasty lineup. You know, they're on a great – he's going to see plenty of pitches because of who's around him in the lineup. Um, I think the guy's an a absolute stud. If he goes beyond the second round, then you're getting an absolute steal. He is first-round material. I, I think he could go in the first round in some drafts. I mean, yeah. he's pretty consistent. He's he's definitely moved himself into that 40 home run and 100 RBI pace, you know, and, and the bad average has not gone below 300 for six seasons. So, yeah. you know, it's just, well, I'm sorry, two of those seasons were a combined season, so like four seasons. But still, batting over 300 with 35-plus home runs for four years, that is pretty well established. Yeah, he's pretty good. But uh, I don't know why. I just I have a bad feeling about him this year, so that's probably a – uh, a huge beacon on his back that you should take this guy because he's probably going to have an <laughs> absolute monster of a So season. hard on himself. Really? Yeah. Just, just, I just know from experience. That's okay, little fella. We'll, we'll pick you up this year. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You guys are going to help me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, you should take this guy. He's going to be great this year. Mark, I'll oh, trade you, you this guy. You don't want to draft him? No. Here, give me Mike Trout and I'll give you this Chipper Jones. This super awesome guy. Yeah, you'll trip me Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. Be a joke, just like Brandon Webb. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Christian Yelich is next on the. I fleeced him a couple times. He's still bitter. Oh, dude, both of those were terrible. <laughs> Especially the trade where I gave you four players for two players, and all four were better than the two I got. That was amazing, but. <laughs> Especially because my team was rolling too. My team was a was a juggernaut, and I thought, oh, I can I, I have two guys on bat. my bench and add this one great player and give away two, and I'll be great. And then it I'll was just bad luck, dude. 
Well, it's always bad or good luck, but yeah. it's, just, it's just amazing how that, luck is consistent. I can't even me. remember, but th- that guy was on a roll when I had him. He, he was. He was, he was like 15 and 1. Oh, Webb. No, yeah. No, you, I never got him when he was doing that well. Okay. But I got one where he was doing pretty well, and then yeah. I took a chance on him when he was uh, hurt before the season, and the guy, like, never ended up playing a start. So yeah. just, you know, I take risks on guys, and I don't know why I do it, because going up into the draft or in the preseason time of that guy, and I'd be like, I don't want that guy. He sucks. And then somehow, for some reason, come draft time or come the first two weeks of the season, I'll be like, oh, I want to get that player. Yeah. And I don't know where that comes from, man. It's just, and I don't do that in football. But I sure do that in baseball yeah, every huh. year. Like I got sucked into Puig, you know, on this like, like the day before the draft. I read this I article that. about like two the, years ago, right? Or uh, was that last three, year? Probably yeah. three by now. But I'll just never forget. And then I picked him, and I picked Anthony Rendon, who was supposed to come back off the DL right off the start of the season. And Puig was a disaster. It was the worst year of his career, of course. And then uh, Rendon had like three uh, setbacks and injuries, and like. Yeah. Two of my first three picks didn't play hardly at all till like June. Yep, yeah, I remember. Amazing. We did that draft at my house. Oh wow, we haven't done a draft at your house in a while. Yeah. Oh no, it's just two years. Well, it was just you and me. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, next year's gonna. This year's gonna be fun. I don't know where we're doing it at, but uh, I hope it's not a week next. I want to get hammered. But yeah, some people just don't understand to not make plans over the two weeks in April where the NCAA tournament is, or or May, or excuse me, March. Because it's like we always do our drafts that you know, week. Why? I think why? Commission, you just have to make a call today and just be like, "Here's the draft date, fellas. If you can't make it, then auto draft is your friend." Yep. Yep. I think that's kind of what we're looking at. Because Thursday is not appealing to me. I'm sorry. No, I just, you can't I, have your draft on a Thursday. No, I don't unless need there's stress. like multiple people missing it. Right. You know, and that's like the only option kind of thing. Okay, I yeah. get it. It's just that takes all the fun out of it. Yeah, you know, it's supposed yeah. to be fun. It's not Absolutely. supposed to. It's supposed to be an event. You know, it's like those people who schedule a trip uh, on Labor Day weekend, and you're like, you're going to be gone all of Labor Day weekend. That we always draft on that weekend. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we just need to get to a habit of doing it like on that Friday, so that the rest of the weekend's free. And be yeah. like, well, you're just not going up to the campsite until Saturday. Quit bitching. You know. <laughs> anyway, it's easy to say for me, but it's not so easy for someone who was married on that day. Poor uh, shy town. You know, at least he wins a lot. So she gives him a lot of leeway. <laughs> I know, you know my wife's birthday is that same weekend. So that always makes yeah, it tough I for I keep me. waiting for her birthday, like to not fall on that weekend. But, but it, it just it always does. Trust yeah, me. Just a weird. I, I know. Of course, it doesn't matter what day it falls on, right? Because it's going to fall. It's going to revert back to the weekend. That's the holiday weekend. So, yep, yep. but uh, I mean, she can't change that. She can't change when she was born. Right. Chi-Town made the mistake of getting married on that day. It's like somebody who gets married like the last weekend in January, first weekend in February. And it's like, just wait until the Super Bowl is happening around your anniversary and see how much you're going to enjoy that. You know? Exactly. So, oh, Mikey. But uh, priorities, right? You know, don't, don't, probably shouldn't tell the woman, the love of your life, we shouldn't get married this weekend because there's a sporting event. That's not there. a good start to the relationship. <laughs> no, it, it really isn't. <laughs> It's really not one you really should bring up. Yeah, <laughs> not a good start. All right. Uh, so next on the list, uh, let's get the next three here: Christian Yelich, Charlie Blackman, Aaron Judge. Ooh, Blackman. What do you think? Does he take a step I back this year? I love Blackman because I think everybody's crapping on him. Yeah. He's I one, also I, like, he's a quintessential U pick to me. I also like Giancarlo this year too. Yeah, I think everybody likes Giancarlo. I yeah. just think that. I, I mean, I think he could get back into the forty home run plateau. Uh, I think his strikeouts might start to creep up though they in that could. lineup. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I mean, we know he can do it. So uh, 
I like Blackman a lot. Yelich, I'm expecting a step back. Um, not a huge step back. I think just in the home runs. I think his batting average will stay real similar. His RBIs will stay similar. He is not going to hit that many home runs again. No way. Possible. <laughs> what do you have? 34? 38? It was a lot. Mm. It was at least 34. And just so you know, uh, Gene Carlos Stanton actually is the next player on the list. Okay, so sure. They have him in that same group. So then Judge has got to be right in there, too, I would guess. So that, that was the one. I, he was the first. Oh, oh he was. Oh, Bla- no. Yelich, Blackman, oh, and Judge. Oh, sorry. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, and Yelich had 36 homers last yeah, year. Yeah, no way he hits that again. Yeah, he's not going to be No way. Again. He's just not a, He's not built like that. What do you think, 30? I mean, I think it's attainable. 25. I think, yeah, yeah, 25 is probably a little more realistic. 27. Last year was kind of an explosion year for home runs, so I don't want to count on that again. So, but, I mean, obviously the guy is a stud. I just, yeah, you just, like like Nate's saying, you got to be so careful not to say a player is going to do what he did last year. What is he going to do? He's going to do probably what he did the last three years. I've made that mistake so many times. I am really, that's going to be kind of my mantra this year. To be honest with you, for for any draft I do, do not pay for last year. Yep, yep. Yeah. Pay for what you know a guy can do. And then, you know, once in a while you take a guy and you get lucky, he does bust out. But it's better to get the lucky bust out than to aim for bust it's out. It's also yeah, better to draft of. them where they belong. Right, right. That's the best. That's the most important thing is getting somebody, you know, later than you would because, you know, for whatever reason, and then him to overproduce instead do, of underproduce. You do know. you think – Yelich and Jose Ramirez are the two most likely to be overdrafted for their position? It's a good question. No, Ramirez is just too good, so no. But I do think that with Yelich, yeah. 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 I mean I, I I Jose Ramirez, I don't know how I mean, I I didn't believe in him last year until about halfway through the season, but boy, it's hard to you know, Plus, I did, you know what I'm yeah. also thinking is I think Girdo is somebody you have to really pay attention to because the last two years, I don't know what Girdo's done differently, but Girdo has taken players that most of us were kind of like snickering at during drafts. And then partway through the season, you go, holy cow, his team is good. And yeah. that's like, that's like two baseball and two football seasons in a row. Like he was the guy who took Mahomes on like every team this year without, without even a thought as his starting quarterback. And, you know, at first you're he just nailed like, that. you really took a big risk there. And it's like, oh, never mind. He, best player in fantasy. Nice, nice job. Nice call, yep. you know? And he's taken Jose Ramirez both of the last two years. And yep. he's in, well, I think he, I think he got him off waivers last year, you know, and like, like most people did. And then this past season, he, he drafted him up nice and high. So, yeah. um, and like we said, that you know, they got Aaron Judge and Giancarlo on that list. Who has a better season, Judge or Giancarlo? a great question i i think uh i think giancarlo i think he's got the experience i think he's kind of in the prime of his career still and uh, i think judge is still learning i think he has a tendency to just go for the fences Mm -hmm. you know i think giancarlo does that too but not to the degree maybe that a judge does at that young age judge is a higher risk of strikeout yeah he is i I mean, they're both probably 200 strikeout guys, Could but yeah. you know, I think you're just going to get a better batting average from from Stanton and more walks. I mean, it's conceivable you take these guys at, at 12 and 13 in a 12 man draft, and you know, granted it's both outfield, but I would, boy, I would you bat an eye. You get you get a power power outfield to start. If I had the 12th pick in our draft and those two were sitting there, I would te- I would certainly consider it. Why not? Yeah, what a lineup. 
Yeah. I mean, they're going to have so many RBI and opportunities. They're going to play a ton too. And Giancarlo yeah. playing DH helps keep him in the lineup. So yep, yep. no, it's a, it's an interesting theory. Now the next two players on this list, one is a is 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 hard to understand in terms of when you look at him. And I had him one of these last two years. He's great. He just doesn't look like he's going to be a great player for you, but he does, and that's Witten Merrifield for the Royals. Oh, he qualifies in the outfield. Outfield and and second base, wow. and that guy. He just he doesn't do the sexy numbers, man. But he does the good. He does the base He's numbers. He's like an man. Ian Kinsler kind of. Kinsler was at But doesn't have any power though, really. I didn't sure. know we were down almost into the show. Wow, that's yeah. quick. Um, and then the, ne- the next person on the list is Bryce Harper. But this is when he was. This list was made when he was a free agent. Yeah, so he's so probably, Bryce Harper is he probably fourth, jumps up there fifth. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ahead of Judge and Stanton. Yeah, I think yeah. so for sure. Probably a head of Yelich. Yeah, so, head of Yelich. I mean, he's got the, the potential is there for him to have the kind of season he had when he hit the monster. He could, year. you could get some value out of him. Absolutely, yeah. this year. Yeah, get yeah. him at get him at thirteen or fifteen. Yep. That's a huge boon. Or you and know, uh, Captain Chavez. There's a bunch of six. young guys too, man. You know, there's a, a Juan Soto, um, uh, Victor Robles in uh, Washington as well. Another name. Uh, one of our guys, David Dahl, I really like. And Kobe, uh, Cody Bellinger is yep, still Cody out there. Bellinger, and he's yep. gonna, but he probably qualifies at first, too, so it gives you a nice dual position eligibility. Yep, so. Well, so we're about underneath in a minute or so here. Uh, JP, anything you wanted to throw? Oh, YouTube's. Well, Oh yeah, we got another uh, got another video up from Nate doing a wax box break and some uh, package unwrapping, some wax uh, wax packs unwrapping. From 1989 upper deck. Yep. 1989 upper deck. Please nice go on sales. to make some comments. Let me know what you like and don't like about the video. I want to tailor it to what you guys uh, are interested in. So yeah, um, so there's a second one up there now. We'll have a third one up on Sunday afternoon. Yep. So, find the link on our page, right? Yep. The link yep. will be on the front of our page on thesportsoffensive.com. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in, and have a wonderful weekend. Offensive out.